after these messages we'll be right back i can't believe i ate that whole thing are you in good hands and now a word from our sponsors Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about Super Bowl commercials today. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Am I going to be okay? (laughs) I have no idea. I'm not a body doctor. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. I'm looking forward to talking about the Super Bowl commercials with you, because Veeves, first of all, we have... A lot of notes. Here. A lot of notes. I got. Yeah. I I have eight pages of handwritten notes. I have printed notes. I have computer notes, yeah. is what the kids call them. So many notes. I was at home during the Super Bowl taking these notes. You were at our Eagles Club with a bunch of friends, also taking notes and okay. sharing thoughts. But we haven't really, until this moment, shared a lot of our thoughts together on this. So this will be fun for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. And it's kind of fun. Like you get the experience of really watching it in isolation with no distractions. But I also, I get the experience of seeing which commercials actually make the room kind of quiet down or pay attention. Mm-hmm, like exactly. I get some other reactions to it, so I'll share some of those. Yeah, I'm interested in that too because our perspective tends to be a little bit skewed because we did a pretty hefty episode last week talking about all the yeah. um, commercials that were already floating around the internet that we knew were going to um, air during the Super Bowl. Um, and so last time we did this, last year, uh, we did a two and a half hour show the day <laughs> after the Super Bowl. We're going to try to be a little bit more disciplined, a little bit tighter, but also get uh, to get into these two. We don't want to short shrift you, but why don't you remind people how the Bowley Awards work here? Well, the Bowleys are the um, we. I we, mean, as if we have to explain right, the but for to any, anybody for any new yeah. Do they at the Oscars? Do they explain how yeah. the Oscars work <laughs> right. at the top? Probably. Exactly. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> um, this show will end with you slapping me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we we watch all the ads. We come up with some categories. Some of the categories are we always have them: best comedy, uh, best new artist for new, for pe- for uh, products that are the advertising for the first time. Um, usually, we have best use of celebrity, mm-hmm. but we also look at like what is the sort of sum total? What are the trends in any given year? And we try to identify categories that would be like relevant to this year's crop of ads. So like one year there was a whole crypto. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. 2022 is crypto. Marked lack of crypto ads this year. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Did you notice Tom Brady didn't try to sell us any crypto? Matt Damon, I saw a great Onion headline today that said Matt Damon uh, does Super Bowl ad uh, advertising for paper money. (laughs) Um, We used to have a like let's get weird category because commercials used to be a lot more leaning into that kind of Skittles weirdness and... Not as many this year. Baby donkey monkey, whatever that one was. Puppy baby monkey. That's what I said. Um, So, yeah. So this year. (laughs) You always add a new animal to that. (laughs) You have a new category. Um, We've got a new category this year that I'm very. Actually, two new categories. Mm. Uh, We've got a category for best animation. There were quite a few animated ones this year, enough to make a category. And my favorite new category, which I felt was a real trend this year, which is best celebrity negging. Yes, you mentioned that that could be a category, and I could think of like two or three off the top of my head. You said there's at least four, and then as I was putting the show together, I realized I think we have like eight or something. There You're was, right. Good, and, good eye on the trend. The there. trend I think is like celebrities being willing to poke fun at themselves, mm-hmm. and that that's the sort of central joke or the 
the final punchline to a lot of these uh, use these ads where they use celebrities. I feel like there was a time when we had a worst uh, Super Bowl commercial category, and then I, I think we leaned away from that because it wasn't very fun. But this year, there were too many that drove me crazy. There were a lot of bad ones. So this year. I need to um, I need to get some things off my chest with the worst category as well. But uh, we won't keep this to under two and a half hours unless we get started, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the fourth <laughs> annual Bowley Awards. Problem with the old music, not dramatic enough. I'm excited <laughs> to start with the new category today, Aviv's Best Celebrity Negging. I want to mention, though, before we get into this, you and I are drowning, as I say, in content today, and so we probably won't have a chance to get to the uh, ad counselors. Yeah, no today. ad counsel today. But please save this number to your phone. Text us, call us during the show, the voicemail line, 607 444 5597. That's 607 5597. Share your thoughts. We got an amazing clarification yes. already on one of the commercials we talked about last week that, that we just fully missed it was a commercial that of. we loved but also fully missed the core joke yeah. of uh i don't think we'll probably get to that today again we'll talk about that next week along with all the other uh feedback you guys have on the super bowl ads and how we messed up talking about the super bowl <laughs> ads because again honestly the older i get and the the, the more out of touch I get, I feel like so much of this stuff is whiffing right over my head. Oh, yeah. Uh, the references, the cultural references and what have you. But um, let's get into best celebrity negging. This first commercial ended up getting uh, a bit of buzz kind of in the last few days before the Super Bowl. I don't think we covered it last week, although it's one that I've probably talked about the most with my friends at this point. And this is for a um, skincare product called CeraVe and its spokesperson and possibly creator is actor <laughs> Michael Sarah. Um, we love Michael Sarah. And apparently I was reading about this in the New York Times after we did our last show that this has been kind of a, I don't know, viral or guerrilla campaign that they were laying the groundwork for for some time, like having Michael Sarah caught in public in like New York or something, carrying tons and tons of <laughs> CeraVe or CeraVe bags and like paparazzi caught him. And then like slowly like spreading this rumor that Michael Sarah created CeraVe. And apparently they even like booked him on some podcast and like kind of knowingly had the people on the podcast ask him. So is are these rumors true that you started Sarah V and he like walks out of the, <laughs> so they're doing this stuff to kind of already create buzz online and what have you. I'd, I'd missed all of this and all of it culminates into a Super Bowl commercial, which is directed by Tim and Eric, two of our favorites. Yes. We talk about them on the show all the time. We love them. We constantly reference them. And this ad definitely has their uh, their style stamped all over it. Absolutely. So it's like a um, it's a very, as you say, Genevieve, kind of gauzy Michael Sarah. It it feels like a 90s uh, perfume commercial, sort of. He's like behind linen drapes or whatever. Yeah, very, holding very his... sensuous. And you, I read about it first. Then you watched it first, at least the version that was online. And the first thing that struck you was the first line of the commercial. I yeah. heard you laughing your ass off in the other room. And I asked why. And you said, because of this line, this is how it begins, at least the online version. I'm Michael Sarah, and I'm pleased to announce that this is my cream. <laughs> 
which is such a good line, but also like a little on the edge. It's on the edge. And I was a little, I, I texted you in all caps when it appeared on the Super Bowl. It actually began uh, like this. And I texted you and said, they neutered our commercial. <laughs> I'm Michael Sarah. And human skin is my passion, which, which is, is why also I developed a good line. this. Yeah, yeah. Human, yeah. Human skin is my passion is still pretty good and edgy. But um, I'm going to play for you the whole long version because the 30 the second version on the Super Bowl was a little bit chopped up for my taste. Um, the version that's uh, bouncing around the internet is about a minute so long. So which one are we judging? The one that ran on the Super Bowl or the one that Oh, that's you're a really playing? good question. It's really hard for me because of my journey to this commercial. Right. It's I, all about your journey. Well, I I'm the I'm the one who's voting. It's got to come from inside <laughs> well, me, I'm, right? I'm also the one who's voting. Well, okay, maybe um, maybe we just vote. I, I guess I kind of I'm too influenced by the long one. I can't. All right, we'll play the long one. Okay, that that's the one I want to play here because it's definitely the most entertaining for our listening audience. So this is Michael Sarah. Like I say, he's kind of like um, just talking directly to the camera most of the time. At one point, he's climbing up a rock face and he wipes a bunch of the cream onto the rock. He says, "Let me put." He doesn't say, "Let me put my cream on." I you. think he does. I don't, <laughs> something. Something about his that. cream. You'll hear that. And then um, and then we start to see some like really hunky men in lab coats. Like they supposedly helped him develop it. He's giving himself a massage at one point. I don't know if you'll be able to hear the audio cues for that. And then at the very, very end, um, actually one really good part is he's talking to us most of the time. But then he turns to the cream at one point and just says, I'm telling them our story. <laughs> and then he and they let it just sit for a long time as if the cream is responding to him, but we can't hear it. That's I think is my favorite part of the commercial. And then at the very end, we realize he's pitching this concept to a room full of creatives. I'm Michael Sarah, and I'm pleased to announce that this is my cream. Sarah V. Oh, you didn't know? Generosity. The truth has been hiding in plain sight. I am Seraphine. <laughs> Can human skin truly be this moisturized? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let my cream hydrate you. I like I this. Like this. He's talking to a dolphin who says, your skin looks so moisturized, Michael Sarah. He answers. Three, essential ceramides. All day hydration. I'm telling them our story. <laughs> Sarah V. Developed with Michael Sarah V. We like? <laughs> I just think it would be really nice if people think that I make this. So, that's my thing. <laughs> so good. I like the 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 ending of the Super Bowl version better. Oh, it's not that boardroom. It's a different board. It's the same oh. boardroom, but it's different lines. Oh, here can you can I skip? Yeah, to that? Just, just play. So I'm gonna it, play yeah. to the. Uh, I'm gonna play like the last ten seconds of the Super Bowl version here. Three essential ceramides. Sarah V. Developed with Michael Sarah V. We like. So my name is Sarah. 
And so there's, it's a perfect crossover opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they had a lot to work with. and they, I, As far as voting is concerned, I got to take the whole thing as, in a certain way, I think the Super Bowl commercials want us to do what we're doing now, which is going online, looking at right. the full form content and everything. So I'm taking the whole thing as a marketing package. Well, in terms of negging, so this is the celebrity negging category. Oh, sure. Obviously, I to me the very the ending is where he gets nagged, right? Mm-hmm. For one thing, they say in this in the text mm-hmm. over the final sh- over the you know beauty shot of the product, not with Michael Sarah, not developed with Michael Sarah, and also just the way that this the all the executives in this boardroom are very stone faced looking at him, and they're just like really not giving him anything. Like yeah. they, they're so dis- they're so disapproving of his uh his like crazy idea that he could take credit for Sarah V. Well, this is one that I'm putting on my personal list for a potential candidate for best overall commercial too. Yeah, you're really into it. So, um, yeah, I don't know if of all these commercials, this one will be the most neggy. If yeah. that's the, I don't think it's necessarily where... the most neggy, but I think it is a pretty fun neg of him. What did you think of this next commercial, this M&M's uh, Ring of Comfort commercial? I think it was a good idea imperfectly executed really what yeah. what is the idea how could this have been executed better the idea seems so convoluted to the me. idea is convoluted i the idea of like the ring first of all ring of comfort when you're talking about candy just makes me think of like some sort of like birth control not birth control necessarily but like a something for hemorrhoids i don't mm. know it just sounds bad um but the premise is that um if you if you can't win a super bowl ring um you can have this M&M that has a ring of peanut butter or a ring of chocolate around the, the peanut butter center. So it's just like a new confection, mm. a new, you know, construction of the candy. Um, and so the way that they make them, according to the commercial, is they have Super Bowl almost like guy, guys who almost won a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but but missed uh, sighing onto the candy. And then for good measure, they also have Scarlett Johansson, who's missed a couple of Oscar chances, also sighing on the candy. Now, one so Dan Marino introduces this. Yeah, he now you know he is a Super Bowl winner. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it starts with the confusion right away. They introduce him with text on the screen that says Dan Marino almost champion, Surely but he, he won. He, they had the undefeated season, right? Don't they have the only undefeated season? Oh, that was an undefeated season, but they lost the Super Bowl, or did that happen to the? Patriots. I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure Dan Marino has a Super Bowl ring. If oh, not actually, two. he lost in uh, Marino's. He lost in what was his only Super Bowl appearance. So I stand corrected. So that makes more sense. Oh, that's interesting. I could have sworn they went to the Super Bowl two years in a row. Um, but anyway, this is not. It about... might have been the Dolphins, but Marino was the QB for. Huh. One, yeah. One Any, well, anyway, yeah, I thought that was all part of the same team. But um, anyway, so this is introduced by Dan Marino, almost champion. And I, I got to say, you're doing the listeners slash viewers so much help by clearly stating what the plot of this is. <laughs> like in the midst of the Super Bowl and in, I think pretty early on in the game when things may be hectic at a Super Bowl party or whatever, you're all amped up like. I just felt this to be so convoluted. I'm halfway through trying to figure out what is going on here. But maybe I'm just dumb. I mean, <laughs> I, I just I like the central joke, which is like the the idea of like picking people who almost, you know, got the brass ring and having yeah. them uh, somehow be involved in the making of the candy. Yeah. So about halfway through, we see a room full of these almost champions, almost winners, as you said, sighing onto the um 
onto the ring. And I think that word sigh was lost on me too. It's kind of a tough word. I wonder if they could have said crying or I'll bet you they started with crying and backed off. There's something Didn't about want to sighing a... that was tough. I agree. I think sighing is like a strange, I agree. It's some kind of strange compromise that they made because one of the things that, so for the celebrity negging category, what I think is kind of fun is like how much are, cele- how far is a celebrity willing to go in terms of like poking fun at their own yeah. image? I mean, a lot of people have huge egos. Like, Dan Marino, I mean, I'm sure he got paid for this, but like he has to like go, he has to get paid for it so that he can be, he can remind everyone or tell me who didn't know it and learn again, let me learn for yeah. the first time that he never won a Super Bowl. Um, yes. Also, I don't know if I, maybe this is totally off base, but maybe it's just really hard to act crying and they're, they have Super Bowl guys in here and they have to somehow like get their sadness onto these jewels yeah. um, and asking them to fake cry is yeah. actually hard, is uh, difficult. Yeah, and you mentioned jewels. They talk about how the peanut butter is crushed into a diamond. They, yeah, they're trying so to conflate confusing. the idea of a this M&M, new M&M with a diamond encrusted Super Bowl ring and I do think that it's they've con- it's a confusing idea where there's too many elements. Yes. Only Super Bowl winners get a ring, right? Wrong. M&M's presents the almost champions ring of comfort. It's actual science. First we took comforting M&M's peanut butter and compressed it into real diamonds. It doesn't taste like peanut butter. Don't like the blame. Then we polished them with the size of those who <sighs> almost won a Super Bowl. <sighs> almost. And Scarlett Johansson. <sighs> I've lost two Oscar races. In the same year. And then she gives him like... Don't tell Marino I gave you this. It's just so confusing. Yeah, what is... They keep showing the real... Like a real diamond ring and real diamonds. Like what is the purpose of the diamonds? Is there some real diamond involved in this promotion? And the plural of psi is size, which sounds like S-I-Z-E. Yeah. And then also is the point... Okay, Scarlett Johansson is there because she is bummed about losing two Oscar races. But when the Eminem... Tell, reminds her that she actually lost two in the same year. Then she looks put out, like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that." Like, well, why are you in this white room? Like, it just, <laughs> and also, then why is he giving her the ring at the end? And why is it a ring? I'm so confused. May, and maybe you're right. Maybe there's some tie-in. Can you get this Super Bowl-looking ring? I don't think so. But even so, way too confusing. And I, I've never. I don't know if I've ever liked an M&M's ad. I, they're so bad. I love Billy West. I just don't like the writing for those M&M characters. Yeah. Okay. This next Billy one. Billy West and J.K. Simmons, two of my faves. Celebrity nagging uh, rolls on. But it's a pretty hard nag of those of Scarlett Johansson and the Bowl yeah, guys. Yeah, definitely. Um, this next commercial I like. Um, I did too. I like this, this one a lot. This was for Bet MGM. Um, not a new. I'm just. I'm mentioning this to you because you had mentioned somebody had said that they hadn't been in a Super Bowl before MGM, but they did. They advertised last year in the Super Bowl as well. Oh, I, I read. I literally read today in a news source. That yeah, they I think. Not. People, I went back and I rewatched it from our show last year. Um, but uh, it's Bet MGM, which is the sports book, um, the app that lets you uh, bet on sports. And is, this has Vince Vaughn. I'm not a huge Vince Vaughn guy, um, but I do think this commercial is very funny, and he's basically saying anybody can use the MGM app uh, to bet except for Tom Brady because Tom Brady has won too much already. Bet MGM is for everyone that loves sports betting. Everyone. But Tom Brady. 
Wait, what? You've won too much, Tommy. Let others play. So I'm in if I'm not Tom Brady? You're in. Now dog me. What if I used to babysit Tom Brady and he was a little troublemaker? No one likes a snitch. But you're in. What if I'm the Tom Brady of spreadsheets? You're in. What if I'm Tim Birdie, seven-time pool champion? <laughs> yeah, we should mention that that is actually Tom Brady dressed up like some sort of like pool shark yeah. with a cowboy hat on and a glittery belt. And he tries to do a trick shot and he's terrible. And he's terrible. And it's interesting, too, how they use these celebrities because like clearly Tom Brady's not in the same room with anybody. No. Like they couldn't make that happen. So they just, you know, shot these little cutaways of, of Tom Brady either being put out or, um, you know, dressing up like a pool shark to try to fake his way into MGM. What if I'm Tim Birdie, seven-time pool champion? The dress-up's not helping, Tom. It's still enough. Hey, Tom. Hi, Wayne Gretzky. I thought it would be bigger. Download BetMGM. They accept you, Tom. Oh, actually, at the end, are they in the same place? Or they do so much with technology these days. I don't know that that's definitely those two on the same set at the end. They have Tom and Vince standing looking up at the MGM Grand, and it has like a giant light-up billboard covering its whole facade that just says like bet MGM but not Tom Brady I love that commercial I, I like it good. too I think performances are good I think Vince Vaughn you know he's hit or miss but when he's hit when it hits he really mm-hmm. works for me and he does something that I, I again I'm not a huge fan so I haven't seen him in a lot of things but I feel like what he says to Tom Brady's former babysitter is like the perfect thing that he does <laughs> which is like he will talk about negging he'll like put somebody in their place like at the end yeah. of um uh, the wedding crashers where like he he won't give the painting back to the kid who draw it for <laughs> it's mine you gave it to me or something I feel like he's it was gonna... a gift I'm taking it with me <laughs> exactly best nobody line likes in a that... snitch best line in that movie <laughs> definitely yeah nobody likes a snitch but you're in but you're in so um, that is a leader for me right now in this category it was kind of a sleeper too like I didn't have any buzz beforehand that I no. saw but I, mean, I yeah, but no, I, I everyone and everyone I was with enjoyed it yeah it it's a simple concept and it, they they spell it out for you in a good way. I missed some of the jokes, like I missed the fact that that Tom Brady was dressed up as a pool shark. Oh, really? Oh, because that's it's, what, it's that's just it's happening part. quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't really get that until I watched it today. But it didn't take away from the general plot of the ad for me, which yeah. I think was successful. That's a real lesson for Super Bowl advertisers too. That's why I don't like the ones that are super cacophonous and and try to jam too yeah. much in because people so much is happening during the Super Bowl watch parties and whatnot that you can miss it one second and then and then lose a joke. Um, pretty big nag of Tom Brady. Pretty big nag, yes. Although in a certain way, well, it's like it's, a... Nah, yeah, it's that's like a, good a point. It's like a humble brag because he's so good. That's a really good point. So I wonder if that... Yeah, I it, feel like the M&M's, for all its flaws as an ad, is a bigger diss on the on the actual celebrities. Yeah, which makes you wonder, like, what is our final choice driven by here in this yeah. category? Although that's probably the least part, I mean, the I least think important part of this show. When you probably. think about the Oscars, it's like... They'll give like best, you know, sound editing to, you know, the X-Men or whatever, not because it's like the world's best movie, but because like they did the best sound editing. Yes, that is true. Okay, so this next commercial has a bunch of celebrities in it. There are two celebrities in it who whom I had to Google, and you won't be surprised to hear that I had to Google a lot of celebrities to understand who they were today. Yeah. I knew who they At were. At least 90% of the people I Googled to figure out who they were starred in Suits at some point. Suits is huge right now. <laughs> it was the most... I, I I got this question wrong on the New York Times uh, news quiz last week. It was the most watched show on Netflix last year. Really? Yeah. Which makes me happy because 
I uh, I hate the royals and I love <laughs> Harry and Meghan and I just want them to be fine in California and they probably need the money. And it's all residuals now, right? That show is long, oh, long gone. Long yeah. gone. Um, I mean, you know, yeah. The, well, for one thing, the Duchess isn't making any new episodes. Well, I wasn't sure if her character was critical to the central. Plot no, I actually of the show. don't know either. I've never watched a second of Suits. But uh, I do like this. So this is, and I only watched this once during the the game last night. So I don't know if I remember it too well. But the the basic premise here is you have a bunch of celebrities and they are in their own spaces somewhere recording audition tapes. I think to be the spokesperson for T-Mobile, is that what they're auditioning for? I think so, yeah. Or are they auditioning for the service and the point is you don't have to audition for this service? I, I mean, that's the, the main point is you don't have to audition to get this service. It's kind of funny. Like, it feels like of a piece with the not Tom Brady, right? It's like there's a real theme this year of like, we have celebrities in this commercial to highlight the fact that any any ordinary Joe can have this mm -hmm. service or product or whatever. So this begins with, um, what are their names? Patrick J. Adams and Gabriel Macht, and they're from Suits. And they're, yeah. in a, they're literally in a garage somewhere in front of a garage door, like recording an audition tape. Yes, that's great. Laura Dern is one of the voices you're going to hear. Jennifer Hudson. Um, this is a full minute long, and I don't know if this is the. And of version course, Bradley that... Cooper and his mom, who did the yeah. who did the T-Mobile ad last year. And I was going to say, and I really didn't like that one. A lot yeah, of people liked it. it. I thought it was really, really cringy. But just as like part of a bigger narrative within the commercial, the clips of him and his mom I find to be way more palatable. Um, are there any other celebs? I think those are the main celebs, and they'll kind of um... oh, and Common. Oh, Common's in it too. I mean, exactly. they're not high. Yeah. They're going to make an ad with a bunch of celebrities, and Common's not going to show up. <laughs> he probably wasn't even invited. <laughs> Okay, take a listen. Hi. We're good to go. Ma, 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 ma. I'm Laura Dern. Is me, Jay Hook. Everyone is auditioning to get T-Mobile Magenta status and get treated like a VIP. I can't see you. Hi, I'm Bradley Cooper. Step aside, phone boy! With magenta status, there's no need to fill up. When you drop off your car. A dollar. I'm a really good whistler. <laughs> Get a $5 movie ticket every month. Wow, that's why we belong to T-Mobile. That's great. I like to do a scene from one of my favorite movies. Talk about status! I can cry on cue. <sighs> a special rate on your Hill Kids Day! Mom! That's one of my favorite parts is when the two guys in suits are um, kind of dancing and pitching and the garage door behind them opens and one of them yells for their mom who must have the controller somewhere. Mom! Is that one pretty good? I like to juggle. That's good, Brad. No need to audition. Introducing Magenta Status. Premium benefits from brands you love. Get VIP treatment. I feel like the plot is very similar to the... Um, oh, this was... Okay, sorry. With, with uh, Turk and JD, Donald oh. Faison and Zach Braff, the OG, uh, or the current pitchman for T-Mobile. Premium benefits from brands you love. Get VIP treatment just for being a T-Mobile customer. I thought we already had the job. No need to yell. I'm willing to work alone. <laughs> I don't love them as the pitchmen for T-Mobile, but I really like that joke at the end. I'm I like them in this. Alone. Yeah, yeah. I don't like their musicals. Um, no, I'm just not. Either. I think it's just I genuinely don't like musicals in any format. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love this one. This me was too. a huge winner for me. I think, and I, I actually think that the Suits guys completely and i mean unfortunately they will forever be the suits guys i don't think they're ever going to get their own names i mean they are have, they the main characters in suits 
We, you don't know. We don't know. I don't know. They're two dudes in suits. They it's, are it wearing seems, suits. It seems plausible. Yeah. It sounds like that's why they made like, the show. Seems like the plot of the show is <laughs> two guys like, in suits. There's these two actors, and they're always wearing suits. But I'm we telling build you, around that. This for me was a real good advertisement to go try suits. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Both the product and the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I enjoyed this next one when this came on. It's the jokes therein surprised me okay. several times, and so I liked it. The day after, I'm not sure that I like it as much as I did in the moment. Um, the final joke at the end definitely got me to laugh out loud, sort of bark laugh out loud during the Super yeah. Bowl. Uh, do you want to set this up? This is the State Farm one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so this is a pre- the premise is they're making a movie um, called The uh, Agent of State Farm, or like secret, I forget what it's called, but it's like he's a secret agent, but he's he's a State Farm insurance agent, and he's like a superhero. Um, but and it's a Red Oval Films. They have a whole fake <laughs> right. uh, movie imprint or studio with the logo and everything. I love it. Red Oval Films. And he's doing his like you know hero bit, um, running out of burning buildings and whatnot. But every time he gets to the like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. He says it in his Arnold Austrian accent, and he says neighbor. And everything comes to a screeching halt because they want him to hit that hard R. You're gonna hear the director yelling at him a lot. Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Hey, Arnold, I'm hearing neighbor. It's neighbor. That's what I said. Neighbor. 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 Hey, let's go again. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cut. Now what? Neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. Just like it's written on the paper. Neighbor. That was the sheep. And you know it. <laughs> that, he's <laughs> parachuting down. The, and the sheep says ba. Yeah, exactly. I, I actually that that was one of the jokes that had me laugh yeah. out loud. He points to the sheep and says, and you know it. That was the sheep. And you know it. <laughs> Neighbor. Still no. Neighbor. Neighbor. Ba. 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 This lane is in labor. Hot. Arnold? Got a bit of a script change. You'll love this. Okay, now it's the, um, supposedly it's the day of the premiere, right? Right, the premiere of this movie that he's made, Agent State Farm. I also just like this little little visual joke. He comes out of a burning building carrying a very pregnant Mm -hmm. woman, saying this woman is in labor. And then when we do, when we cut, we see that she's on like a... Uh, she's like she's on wires, mm-hmm. um, and so he wasn't really carrying her, right. which I which I like because I I who knows if he could carry a woman at this age. But I like, think he could, but yeah, he's but not but the, the joke is like he's you know it's all fakery. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And there's Danny DeVito suddenly his in the twin. scene. Yes, his twin, the shit left over, as I believe he's described <laughs> in the movie Twins. If you're an aficionado of that movie, um, so and then we see that Arnold and uh, Danny DeVito are sitting next to each other in and watching the uh, premiere together. Thank you, Agent State Farm. Like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. You are a backstabber. I am a backstabber. <laughs> that was the joke when he said at the end, I didn't see it coming. It was fun. I was with um, my friends, uh, including one friend who has a little girl who's, I think, probably about 10 years old. And so it was fun to explain to her, like, why those two, why seeing those two in a scene together yeah. is, like, 
kind of fun for people our age, right? Because they, of course, did twins and, um, uh, oh, what was the one about the pregnant man? Why can I not think of it? Junior. (sighs) Oh, Junior. Yeah, you'd think it'd have a more clever name. And then I always, for some reason, get Throw Mama from the Train mixed up in there, too. That's Billy Crystal and and Danny Danny DeVito. DeVito. Okay, gotcha. Um, All right, so that one, I actually like, okay, you know what? I like that more on day two than I thought I was going to. As far as a nag, I don't think it's too much of a nag, but I, I, I texted you and I said, is it snowflakey of me to feel like, like most accents other than an American accent don't have a hard R. I mean, like, are you telling James Bond to say neighbor? Right. Because he doesn't say it either. You, Yeah, what did you text me? It's like, well, I'm somebody who grew up not being able to say R's or S's very well, <laughs> and I wasn't personally offended, so I think we're in the clear. Um, so we talked last week about a, kind of a stunt that FanDuel did last year and we're doing again this year. There, That's another sports book, right? Yeah. And, uh, or a sports betting app. And um, – they're having Gronk go out. I swear it was supposed to be around halftime last year. This year it was right before kickoff. Um, they had Gronk actually, supposedly, actually around a lot of fans try to kick a 25-yard field goal. Yeah. Gronk is a tight end or was a tight end not a kicker. Um, and the bit is you could literally use the app to win a whole bunch of money if you bet correctly, apparently, um, about whether or not he makes the kick. Uh, it was weird. Did you see the kick? I did it was see the weirdly kick. jammed in, wasn't it? They it even was like right faded bo- down the mics at the end. I think yeah. it truly really was live. I think I it mean, was really live yeah. and I think he really missed it. Um, you know, uh, and it was, you know, it was kind of interesting to see because it, it felt very unrehearsed. I mean, it felt very, uh, unstaged yes and so he he misses it and i was like wow that was so weird and jammed in and like it's kind of lost in the noise of the beginning of the super bowl and i realized the real payoff is they must have cut a couple of versions of a commercial based on whether or not he makes the kick or they just told him do not make the kick i think that he really tried to make the kick and it's easy enough to film there's only two outcomes there's made it or didn't make it so it's fun so they can film a version where john cena uh, reacts to him kicking it, and because Cena wanted the job of kicker the, himself, this right? Year. As we talked about last week, yeah, uh, that was the idea is that Cena was trying to uh, move in on Gronk's territory. Yeah, so here's a commercial that airs much later in the Super Bowl after he's already actually missed the kick of um, John Cena and other people reacting to the fact that he missed the kick, including one notable celebrity who's notable for a very specific reason this week. It's the FanDuel kick of destiny to live in Las Vegas. Can't run to redeem himself. The kick is up. Oh, it's no good. He missed yes. But yes. if you pick this, this is your moment. Now suddenly we see somebody at home watching it on a television it's Carl Weathers. I know. The timing is so odd. So he must, I mean, I don't know how far back they recorded this, but he was working. Yeah. He just passed away, of he course. D- and they just and last they dedicate week. this to him at the end. Yeah. So um, we see Carl Weathers watching this on his television, on his small, old fashioned television. I love the idea of Carl Weathers having a tiny TV like this. He looks like he's in an apartment somewhere. Kind of building on that joke. I mean, it's very subtle here, but like kind of building on that joke that he has a very humble life, yes. like an arrested development. Right. The game is your all rock.
It's funny because I don't know if they had a bunch of celebs and just a, it was going to be a quick shot of him saying, you gave us your all gronk in this sort of like overly sentimental way. But because he did pass away, they end up kind of superimposing him into the ad again near the end. Almost almost ghost-like sort of him yeah. and Gronk. Uh, and then it, it says, thank you, Carl. I And it's it's so weird the way art imitates life, imitates art. Um, for a lot of folks, that's going to really evoke the happy Gilmore uh, Oh, is that what the... I had a feeling I was missing something. Yeah, that's so he, okay, he that's plays the, the coach in um, in Happy Gilmore. That's the one about the... He's the golfer, mm-hmm. you know, hockey, hockey player who becomes a golfer. And Carl Weathers is his coach. Carl Weathers dies... In the story, and then appears at the end. Oh, really? As a ghost or as a, a spirit, kind of, you know, a, a a heavenly presence to like give him a you know a. That's uh, what happens congr- in Happy Gilmore. That's what happens in Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah. my gosh! So it is kind of the weirdness of this keeps going it, in ways yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah. Wow, that is interesting. So, okay, uh, one more commercial here under the category of uh, best celebrity negging, and that is the commercial that is one. So, who's of... getting negged in that? Obviously, Gronk. Gronk, right? Yeah. Oh, did I, did I add that? Um, that wasn't one that you threw in there. That wasn't one that I threw in because I feel like, well, I, I mean, I, I can see the, I can see the idea that that it was Gronk who gets negged. Now, if he'd made it, I guess it would be something else. Yeah, that's a good point. Um. I, well, I like think it, they were negging Carl Weathers. No, oh, nobody's negging Carl Weathers. I mean, I just don't know if anybody got negged in that. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, yeah. well, it won't win the category, but we had to talk about it. Um, and also, <laughs> um, this next commercial that we'll play is probably the one that I'm going to guess is like kind of probably the buzziest from yesterday, Yeah, I it, would guess. It's certainly, I mean, Duncan is bringing it. Year yeah. at, you know, between last year's and then this is almost like a sequel. This obviously takes place in the same universe because he refers Ben Affleck refers to last year's where he was working at Dunkin Donuts J-Lo drives up and is like what you've been working here like I thought you were going to like like I didn't know you were going to Dunkin Donuts for your job right yeah and so now he comes to her workplace and it be yeah so we see that she's in a studio somewhere like finishing an album or working on an album or something and he's in the car with we talked Jack about him, Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yes. And Jack Harlow's like, I really don't think you should do this. So we don't know what he's going to do yet. <laughs> it's pretty good. And he's like, well, she came to my work last year um, so I can come to her work and it's no problem. And then the next thing you see is um, Ben Affleck, along with Matt Damon, his bestie, of course, and Tom Brady. And they're wearing just the most glitzed out track suits, orange, white, Representing du- Duncan, Duncan tracksuit, Tom Brady wearing They're ridiculous so sunglasses, like the pink, totally over the, the pink top. Sunglasses on Tom Brady are like if I could have one prop from this year's <laughs> Super Bowl ads, I would want the pink, the Tom Brady pink sunglasses. Let's not get sued by Bill Simmons if possible. <laughs> Isn't that his bit on? That's on... a bit on the rewatchables. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they... I don't think Bill Simmons owns talking about props. <laughs> so they pick one prop from the movie, though they do that every week. Uh, anyway, so the the crew rolls into J Lo's studio, and Matt Damon is clearly really embarrassed. He keeps on saying things. 
things like, dude, I, I shouldn't even be here. This is ridiculous. He's so embarrassed. And I guess the point is the Dun Kings want to get a feature or an appearance on J-Lo's track. Right. And so they kind of come in. They do a little performance. And again, for me, what's so funny about this is Matt Damon's performance. And you'll hear it. I hate to spoil it. But just to give you a heads up, he says... Uh, he says, how you like those donuts? I'm so sorry. <laughs> and it's just like that had me on the floor. And the Boston accent that Ben Affleck is bringing is really good. I don't think you should do this. She, she came to my work. The seriousness with which Jack Harlow delivers that line is like yeah. really worthy. I it really like. is. I don't think you should do this. She, she came to my work. Now I got to show her what I can do. He's here. Ah, flat on the track. What up, Bronx? For your consideration, here comes the Boston Massacre. <laughs> the Dunk Kings. Touchdown, Tommy on the keys. Player coach. Got it. I'm open. And need no introduction, my partner. It's really hard to be your friend, man. <laughs> you said you were going to support me. Dunk Kings! You said you were going to support me. Don't break my heart. Why you dunking me, girl? Why you dunking me? Dunk Kings! How do you like them donuts? I'm so sorry. You had to see it, but I forgive you. Lay us on the track. Are we going to be on the album? We talked about this. Let's go. You're blinded by them pinstripes. Wrap it up. There goes Babe Ruth. Tom, <laughs> you can stay. You remember when I told you I'd do anything for you? This is anything. Chill. They're naming a drink after us. And, of course, they are naming some drinks after the Dung Kings. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Um... You're blinded by the pinstripes. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's Fat Joe wearing a New York Yankees yeah. hat in there as well. And, of course, she's Bronx. And she's co- Bronx. He, he comes in and says, what up, Bronx? It's uh, the Boston Massacre. And, of course, I guess he's sort of got the, the curse reversed there because he says, here goes Babe Ruth. And he walks out the door. <laughs> but, of course, that would be more of a diss on uh, Boston fans, I think. But, anyway, um, okay, so that wraps up our first category. Um, a lot of these, of course, will show up in other categories as well. We won't give them the full treatment sh- every time. That one was just everyone was on the floor laughing where I was. Yeah. It was so good. I really like he the way Ben Affleck who's so tall, the way they they have it blocked where he walks into the this like <laughs> cheapo Duncan banner as he's walking out is everything about it is great. No notes. Okay, so Saravi it was a nagging one. Yeah. Um, that would be on my list. Uh, M&M's will not win anything from me except for possibly worse. Let's see how the show goes. Bet MGM with Tom Brady. Oh, I was going to mention before, I sort of feel like, wow, you know, Tom Brady's in all this media training and everything because next year is the big year where he's going to take the broadcast booth, right? Yeah. And so I had a th- small thought like, oh, Tom Brady is probably getting better at commercials. He is. But you know what? I also think people are getting better at knowing what – how to use him in commercials. Strong agree, but I would say that his performance as the Minnesota Fats pool hustler or whatever <laughs> yeah. he was was, was, pretty pre- was pretty good. It, was, it only he's had getting, to be a second long. He's but, you getting know, better, yeah. but but it used to be that you could really tell that he just couldn't act. He, I thought he was good in the Dunkings. I thought he was good in the... He's been in, he's in three of these. My God, he's in the MGM bet one. He's in um, Dunkings, or just maybe just those two. For some reason, I thought he was in a third one. Might be a third one that we'll come across later. So, I would say Sarah V could win. Tom Brady, BetMGM could win. Um, T-Mobile auditions, I enjoyed. Um, I think it's a strong case for negging. 
the if T-Mobile you, if you, one. If you're not yeah. going to go with me on Ring of Comfort for the best nag because you think it's such a bad commercial. Oh, yeah. I can't go with you on that. Then I would ask you to consider auditions, T-Mobile auditions, because I think the way they dunk on like Laura, Dur- they dunk on a ton of celebrities. Laura Dern looks like an idiot. Um, like Bradley Cooper tries to juggle. He can't do it. Um, the two suits guys like look like they have to live in their mom's carport to do auditions for things. Okay, well, if we're going on negging, oh, you're right, Sarah V. I love that commercial, but it's, it's a the, great the ad, negging but I, is so such a small part of it. Yeah, but okay, for me then, given those, it's down to T-Mobile auditions or the State Farm. Like Arnold is pretty negged in that one. Yeah, he's like, pretty continuously negged, negged yeah. and then at the end they literally take the line away from him. It All really right. does raise the question: How did he get cast in that movie without anybody knowing that? That he speaks he's that way. He famously speaks that and way. And then how is he surprised when he's watching Danny DeVito steal his line on screen when clearly they he, were on they, set together? They were on set together. I mean, everybody made some bad decisions. <laughs> well, everybody wasn't paying attention. I'm willing to go State Farm on this. It's a big nag on Arnold specifically in his Austrian accent. And I think it's the better commercial. Yes. I actually disagree. I think that T-Mobile Auditions is the better ad, but I'll go with you for this for winning this category. Uh, well, I don't. I mean, if we're negotiating, I don't know if I want to give up a negotiating uh, nothing, shit this early on. This is like the Oscars. You can win in multiple categories. I know, but I just mean that, like, if you feel strongly about T-Mobile, I guess I don't feel strongly well, enough to stand in your way. I think I think State Farm or T-Mobile are equal. Equals. All right, then I'll go. I'll then I'll cast the the deciding vote and go with um, FanDuel's Gronk. No, just joking. We'll go with uh, the State Farm <laughs> commercial. Okay. All right. Moving on. Best new artist. Yeah. Um, now these are not people who are appearing in commercials for the first time, but brands that are advertising during the Super Bowl for the first time. I mentioned this one in passing last week I still don't think we need to play it for the audience because it's, it's just the sound of Perry Como singing which I do love the song um, but it's for Lint yeah. Chocolates and they have the famous what's their famous truffle called the Lindor the Lindor and we see a woman and she opens it up and it goes flying around the they have the famous scene that they've used in a lot of ads where there's a guy in a chef outfit pouring chocolate off of like a whisk which is kind oh, of like an iconic the, and, image and for the them. the candy flies by him. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't remember that. But And then it's it's all just that imagery, which is beautiful imagery uh, set to the tune yeah, I of the Round of and best... Round by Perry Como. Or not Round and Round. I think that's a White Snake song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be an amazing uh, update to this I'll just campaign. play this song while you say what you were going to say. What You pitched what? I pitched the idea of a best cinematography category oh, this year. Oh, yeah. This could have uh, this could have been. I thought this could have been. As it skims along with the happy sound as it goes. Along the ground, ground, ground. So it's definitely, I mean, the fact that it's such a minimalist song really pulls you in as well, I think. And um, oh, yeah, there's the guy pouring the chocolate. So, okay, best new artist. Lint has never um, advertised during the Super Bowl before. Etsy, apparently. I was surprised by this, but yeah. Etsy apparently has Well, they've been never... going hard into into um, marketing and TV marketing. We talked about this commercial last week. Mm-hmm. So I, we, won't, we don't need to replay it, but just no. to refresh your memory... Um, France sends the t- Statue of Liberty to America. America says we got to send France something. What's a good gift? A cheese board that they get from Etsy. That's right. And they show up. And um, it's like kind of a bunch of diplomats trying to figure out, like, what do we get? What do you get France? What do you get a France that has everything? <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, that, that was an okay commercial. Um, and then Elf Cosmetics. Now, I didn't re- remember seeing this one, but it must have aired because yeah, it was. Yeah, I saw it. You saw it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of early on. This I is think. a parody 
of Judge Judy or a, of a, her show, and she she Judge Judy plays Judge Beauty, mm-hmm. and all of the other actors in this are are known quantities the the guy is some guy from like one of those legal shows maybe suits i don't know he had yeah rick hoffman has appeared in suits he's okay. another person who i looked up today um also he was a comedian in um it looks like his major billing is suits he's also been in some other things that oh i guess he was in the bernie mac show for a while so okay. he's been a, been around for a minute he plays like an attorney i think right or yes. like the, um some and then the woman is gina torres yes another she's also very recognizable I, I've is seen she her another in suits person uh maybe yep she's in suits as well suits I totally got, like we should have done a category <laughs> called best suits cast ad and i did not recognize her megan trainer yeah, is I the woman re- who yells yes, from picked, the jury she, box i picked megan trainer out of the jury box. which raises the question i don't think i put this in we have so many celebrities in the super bowl like our category of best use yeah. of celebrity is so big there's no way this would win so i don't even think i threw it in there but like it really raises the question of like why why book Megan Trainer for a faraway shot that lasts maybe one second? When everybody else is kind of like riffing on the suits. Yeah. You know, suits Yeah, and 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 being and having these big performances, like I don't like Megan Trainer, like and again, no disrespect to Megan Trainer. I like that song that's not about her butt, but about music based what my my bass is big, what is it? All about that bass. Yep, I guess you got there. Did you know what I was talking about the whole time? Barely. You just, you just didn't want to help me? I couldn't follow you. It was very chaotic. <laughs> so anyway, just such a strange... I wonder if there's a longer version of this commercial that Maybe. lives online. Where she has that more of a There's role. more of a Megan Trainer Because I just don't understand why you don't get just any rando to do that. But anyway, here, here's the parody of... Um, Judge Judy. Judge Beauty is back. Beauty fades. Dumb is forever. His boss was overspending on beauty. She is wasting company funds. $92 on foundation. I just want it to look glowy. That stuff isn't even cruelty free. I find you guilty and sentence you to $14 glowy skin. Your Honor, in my humble opinion, that is more of a reward. And my humble opinion, you're a putz. Okay. Judge Beauty serves eyes, lips, facts. In Elf We Trust. Kind of, kind of bonkers. Yeah, fast pace. Just too fast. A little fast. Yeah, I don't quite. Um, I mean, I guess I get it. I don't know. Maybe there's parts I don't get, but. <laughs> um, okay, we mentioned this in passing last week. I did a bad job of trying to describe it, but we didn't end up playing the um, audio from, and I think we'll do that now. This is for Starry, the soda that has replaced Sierra Mist. I want to say. Yeah, it's a lemon lime soda from Pepsi. And I think the announcement. I think it was like very clearly like they stopped Sierra Mist and okay. introduced Starry. Um, and this introduced me to Ice Spice, who apparently is a very famous young woman. She's um, uh, a singer and a musician, but I think probably... I mean, does any celebrity do one thing these Nobody days? Nobody does just one thing. And so she's in a club somewhere, and she's hanging out with these two animated... I think it's like a lemon and a lime. I guess they sort of look like space alien lemons and limes, sort of. It's like a lime in a in a lemon suit and a lemon oh, in a lime that's suit. That's what it is. Yeah, that's confusing. And they're fully animated, like Roger Rabbit style, while she like drawn on paper, <laughs> like a real woman is sitting between <laughs> these real ass cartoons. Um, and it raises a really interesting question. Like they seem to be on a thruple date. They like they sure are in the do. club. Like they are the the lime that's dressed up like a lemon has his hands. Sarah V wouldn't say this is my cream, but 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 starry is a poly soda i mean what's wrong with being poly i mean nothing what's wrong with cream 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, so anyway, they're like hanging in the club, these two cartoons and the real celebrity. And then some guy walks up and kind of kills the mood. And he's a little sad sacky looking and he's wearing a green shirt. And whatever it says on the front of the green sweatshirt is pixelated out. And she introduces him as her ex. So clearly it's like represents, I guess, you said Sprite. I thought Sprite, although Sprite, yeah. I don't really, I, I'm not sure if I'm missing something here and why he's pixelated, why his shirt's pixelated. Yeah, I guess they don't want to show the competition's name. At first, I thought he represented It doesn't exactly Sarah look like Sprite's branding, though. That's not Sprite green that he's Yeah, wearing. it's darker green. The the, con- the commercial's a little bit confused. Um, Ice Spice is just very beautiful and very winning in this, yeah. so I think that goes a long way. And then this just gets weird. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. The guy sees that his ex, Ice Spice is now with a couple of cartoons. Fruit, he, a couple of cartoon fruits. And he starts crying, but it's not tears coming out of his eyes. He just starts squirting, I'm assuming Sprite, all over the place, out of the top of his head yeah. and out of his neck. It's upsetting. Uh, if we had a weird commercial, if we had a weird category this yeah. year, it would be... In this, that would be in this. It's one. weird. I didn't hate this commercial, but as I try to describe it to other human beings, I realize that none of this makes any fucking no. sense. <laughs> mm, this story is mad good. Thanks, Boo. I Spice. Wait, who's that? It's my ex, Lemon Lime Soda. You're looking well. I just needed something more refreshing, more crisp. I'm a starry now. This is intense. He's so vulnerable. But I love you. Please. Ah, oh, buddy, it'll be okay. Or not. Huh, Starry does taste better. <laughs> it's time to see other sodas, is their tagline. Yeah, his hand is on her thigh at one point. I know, the these... She's fucking these two cartoon They fruits. each get... It starts with each of them giving her a kiss on the cheek and yeah. calling her boo. It's shocking. I'm kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> so lonely um, okay this was a Kawasaki commercial this is best new artist we're in right now right yes. yeah so I was surprised I mean the Super Bowl's been around for a long time Kawasaki's been around for a long time I was sort of surprised that this I mean according to what I read and I I'm no pre- I mean I'm prepared to be told that I'm that I was misinformed but I did do a little research on this and it said Kawasaki no, hadn't, I believe hadn't like, advertised before. I can't tell you about any Kawasaki commercial I've ever seen before. And this is for a specific thing. It's like a little four-wheeler, like, off-road thing. But it's not like It's a, almost like if you combined a, t- a pickup truck with an ATV. Yeah. Imagine yeah. an ATV had a baby with a pickup truck, and that's what you got. And it's called a Kawasaki Ridge. And I'm trying to remember how this opens. We see... Um, Two young men with, uh, or, you know, men in their 30s or something, they get into this machine and their haircuts are like, you know, kind of trim haircuts. But as soon as they start this machine, they suddenly grow mullets. Yes. And then they're driving around like back roads and stuff. I think they have a job to do. I think they're maybe like hauling. Yeah, because what logs. this thing can do, it can like traverse territory, you know, all terrain like an ATV. Um, that's what the A and the T are for. Are for. And, but then in the back, there's like a little like, Pay like a what is that like just like a a like a bed. flat bed like yeah. a bed so you can put you can carry a chunk of stuff in this ATV basically it is kind of like if I had the kind of outdoor if I lived if I lived in a sort of more rural environment like I could see the utility of a vehicle like this and I don't think we need to play it because it's mostly just cacophony everything, and everything. that they pass gets a mullet which yeah. includes a bald eagle a bear 
a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which I did you recognize him? I didn't know no, until I had today to that that was who it was. Yeah, but like oh, everything, people who everything they drive past gets a gets a mullet. And then the the idea is that, like I said, it's like an ATV in the front, but then it's got this uh, truck bed in the back, so it's party in the front, uh, business in the front, party in the back. I question but whether they a have truck- it. A they have it totally backwards. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was going to say. I think it's a party in the front. They, they wanted this idea of, yeah. oh, we're going to use this idea of mullets, party in the back, blah, blah, blah. But they are jamming this in and they're completely wrong because yeah. what they're showing is it's a lot of fun to drive up front. It feels like an ATV. Yeah. But when you have work to do, you can put shit you have, in it. it's work in the back. Yeah. So it's actually business in the, it's, it's party in it's the front, business mullet. in the back. And honestly, they should have, instead of just like, I mean, I'm sure most people don't care as much as we do, so who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> but like it kind of irritates me how wrong they got that and it would have been interesting if they somehow had created like a front mullet or yeah. something like that like tr- like then, let then that be the review they're already trying to do a lot with this ad they're trying they could yeah. you know they've got a concept they've got to walk you through it and try to sell you this this vehicle whatever they whatever category vehicle it's in i think trying to also introduce a new concept of a reverse mullet or a front mullet was just a click too far and i think they just hoped for the best that it would be like that the visuals would be memorable enough and funny enough that people wouldn't think too hard about which part is party and which part is business. Yeah. Um, I I still resent it, but you're right. Maybe my concept of trying to actually demonstrate. What's the thing that's party in the front and business in the back? That's that's your question. Oh, like a mafia run strip club. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> It's weird how quickly I didn't. It's really weird that. how quickly you do that. Yeah, but you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> I was picturing the Soprano. Yeah. As soon as you it's said that, big. I'm like, oh, the Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's see here. Sarah V is also a new artist this year. Yep. That's the Michael Sarah one that. that we talked a lot about. Um, and uh, Pluto Couch Potato Love Farms. This one. I mean, I we have so much to go through. I'm not going to play it again. If you missed it, listen to last week's show or look it up. The or, or just uh, click on it in the show link today. Uh, but the farmers like doing a fake like potato farming commercial, but they're actually creating couch potatoes for Pluto TV. Every little perf- every little micro performance in it is perfect. Yeah, a cat. In a potato costume, somebody saying, "I like sh- I like any show where somebody cries and throws a glass of wine at somebody <laughs> yeah, else." Right, right, so yeah. Good. Everybody is great. They did uh, they did publish or they did air, I should say, a quick follow up to it. Oh, also really? in the Super Bowl too. You see, it's a shorter one, and you just see the farmers inside their house, and they're looking at photos of like their relatives or whatever that came before them, and their couch potatoes. I can't remember exactly how it works, but um, I was glad that the. I, it would be fun if they kept this campaign going. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a strong one for me. Uh, Popeyes. Oh yeah, the Popeyes now has chicken wings with Ken Jeong. Um, he comes out of cryo freezing, yeah, and we, he wants to know what. Like, oh, he said he went he went into cryo stasis until until somebody made the perfect wing. I think. Exactly, and um, still the best line was when they say Popeyes, and he says the, the sailor, sailor man. man? And he says it in that like really that's pretty good Ken Jeong. <laughs> the sailor the man. The sailor man. But that's really the only part that I really like about that commercial. The montage that follows yeah. doesn't do a lot for pretty me. Flat. Also talked about that last week. Okay, now we really do have to spend a little bit of time here with homes.com. Yeah. I'm assuming an extension. Boy, they of a- dropped a chunk of change on the Super Bowl. Yes. This is something we used to see a lot more in previous Super Bowls. And now this is one of the only examples of it this year, which is like a serialized campaign throughout the 
football game. Right. So they sort of introduce the characters in the first one, and then you see their exploits in two more commercials. And the first one, I mean, these were long commercials. I think the first one was a minute long, and um, Celebrity Studded, too. This had um, Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek and the woman from SNL Heidi Gardner uh, Heidi Gardner thank you did you know that before today like, I knew are, are who following? I knew what she was from I couldn't I didn't know I don't watch SNL anymore because I am not the right age to watch it yeah. um, I'm the age to hate it it's funny I was, I was saying on the show for a different reason recently that I follow like my exposure to SNL is through an Instagram account of one of the performers on SNL who I like because she is on Comedy Bang Bang. Ego uh-huh. Nawodam, I think her name is. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's got a great Instagram feed because she's super into like fashion and style and also just being a fun person. So I feel like I have this parasocial re- relationship now where. I just see what's going on behind the scenes uh-huh. at SNL, and she seems to be besties with the woman who's with in Heidi this Gardner. commercial. So she looks familiar to me, but I couldn't quite remember why I know her. I'm like, oh, she's the friend of my friend on Instagram. <laughs> yes, well, I could. <laughs> I I don't know anybody's name on SNL hardly at this point, but I recognized her as a as one of the cast members. Yeah. So this um so this is for something called Homes.com, which I believe is an extension of Apartments.com. Yes, and they and is... they kind of do the the ceremonial handoff because. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum appears in, appears in, this. in this one. And I got to say, I love Dan Levy. Love him. And Shit's Creek and everything. And he got so hot after Shit's Creek. Oh, he was yeah. in a bunch of Super Bowl ads last year, too. A Doritos oh, yeah. one. Yeah, he's been in everything. And I just want the best for him. But God damn it, do I hate these commercials. So it's bad. just such an example, again, of just like too too high of a concept too much going on too cacophonous and just like so over the top but like and the then message also, is so lost when you br- well i honestly the it would be an improvement if the message got lost because the message at the end of the day is this company is run by incompetence. Yeah, so this begins with um, Dan Levy and Heidi Gardner in like some sort of a boardroom, right? Yeah. And are they pitching their... What are they pitching What's, here? They're not pitching. He comes in and says, I have inherited this company or oh. I'm taking... It's got a kind of succession vibe, right? So he's coming in. He's taking over for his uncle for some reason. Um, they show him... They show them taking down the portrait of the founder... And putting up a portrait of Dan Levy. Heidi Gardner is his assistant. And he starts telling them all the things that the company will now be doing to get better research, better intel on the neighborhood. This is their big pitch. They get, they're they going to get really good intel on the neighborhoods that the homes are in. So, like, if you're buying a home, you'll know, like, what are the schools like? What are the local, you know, like, what's the grocery store situation? What's the hair salon situation in that neighborhood? Which is, to me, like... Very important when you're buying a house, but I question whether it's like the thing that people are like the most concerned about. Maybe if you're a parent, I don't know. So they're, he's telling them all this and these board members are kind of shocked or I don't know if they're board members, but these execs are kind of like a little shell shocked by all these changes that are being um, unfolded on them. He shows them on a screen in the conference room like how he's bought a helicopter and he's going around looking at neighborhoods but creating havoc in these neighborhoods where he's where he's taking the helicopter and then at the very end a the helicopter brings a massive bottle of champagne like a bus sized bottle of champagne to pop the cork outside of their glass window in the skyscraper the cork which is the size of like you know an office chair 
flies through the window and smashes into the wall. It's just like it's just And I think that's when Jeff Goldblum says I like it. And then Jeff Jeff Goldblum gives him the seal of approval. It is so convoluted. It's you have to watch it three or four times to understand even what the message is, which is that they're doing research about neighborhoods. Yeah, I was I watched it. And it creates the sense that homes.com is an absolute chaos brand. Yeah, why would you want these people to be in charge of your future? By the way, and and I thought it was gonna be like worthy uh I really thought it was gonna be like the direct T V ads where it's like we're the bad company, yes, you should go with right. our competitor, homes.com. Right, right, right. And by the way, the link that we saved for this has already not worked. There's no way that they're, for some reason, that particular page is not working on our usual website. But I think I found um, the same one. So this is the this is a 60-second version. This introduces the concept and does everything that Genevieve told you was going to happen in this commercial. So, I hear some of you are concerned about the fact that I'm taking over the company from my great uncle. Well, rest assured, company's in great hands. Hit the bid, Marcy. Now? Yeah, now. We're bringing together the nation's agents in a super comprehensive agent director. You know he bought a helicopter. Gathering up close, detailed info on neighborhoods. Like saying up close detailed information on neighborhoods while you're literally helicoptering in. Like that is a phrase that is meant that you're not doing that. Like you're right, this this should be representing their competition. It's so stupid. And hiring top experts to get you insider info on local schools. Lil Wayne is also in this for reasons. For no reason. Easy for this? Exciting, right? Who want to see what 100 G's look like? Homes.com. We've We've done done your homework. homework. (laughs) Now that is worth celebrating. Here comes the giant champagne fork. Blast through the window. It's a cool visual. Yeah. I love it. Thank you. Homework. Very clever. Very clever. Drink up, everybody. I do agree. Homework is very clever for what they're... It's the only thing about that that makes sense. We've done your homework. Yeah. I I don't understand. I mean, I, I think there's a pitch here, which is... We will like tell you more about the neighborhood that your home, this potential home you want to buy is in, than the competition. I think that's actually like a good, you know, it's a it's at least a reasonable differentiation point. But the way they depict this is like that their executives are just wasting money and completely destructive and out of touch and literally helicoptering in is such a it's such a bizarre visual to associate with this brand which it, I've never heard of until today and then in the next two um, yeah I do think that they're kind of debuting themselves yeah. so that's interesting really but like strange. the next two commercials which I'm not going to play because I think we can just get bogged down yeah, here let's not get but bogged um, down. like one of them I didn't even know it was the same campaign for a while it's like there's a bunch of football players playing you know a big game like a big Friday night lights style game and then the mascot runs up and starts asking them a bunch of questions you can't see the person's face you can't hear them that well you can't tell what the hell he's talking about then then you realize that oh it's Dan Levy dressed up like the mascot but asking questions about the schools in the neighborhood but of, the, of the football team of the quarterback and then he has to run away because he's angered the entire fan base by interrupting the game but it's like it's so convoluted the writing and production it's and directing really is so bad and then another one they go to a bunch of barber shops and you see like um, I keep on forgetting her name Heidi, Heidi keeps on getting a bunch of different haircuts she's sitting in the barber's chair while you know from small southern towns to you know like um uh i don't know new york city she's getting like some fancy modern haircuts and 
yeah. haircuts that are less flattering. But it's like it's so insulting to the communities and like it's just it's it's terrible. It's really terrible. It's really terrible. I don't know what homes.com is thinking. Okay, so this next one you said might not be your favorite commercial, but the one that might have had the most impact on you personally yes this is, if, if there's one product that i'm going to try that i've never tried before from this crop of super bowl ads it's poppy they are making some bold claims about uh what their diet soda can do it's called milk of the poppy and <laughs> what it's supposed to do is really calm you down yeah, it's just like really chills you out no it's p-o-p-p-i and you know i don't even know if we have to set this up it's like kind of a montage yeah. of a bunch of people talking about this product you are a human on Earth. And throughout all of humanity's existence on Earth, there have been ideas, strides, and accomplishments. Some have been enormous. Some have been small and personal. I mean, we should mention that they're showing, like, of all of the things that have happened in the world, we're seeing cell phone technology, we're seeing rockets going to the moon or to space for the first time, the invention of the automobile. Like, yeah, they're, really... they're, like, they're putting themselves up there with, like, some very heavy hitters <laughs> in terms of innovation. Accomplishments. Some have been enormous. Some have been small and personal. And others have been revelatory. A simple change that redefines everything we thought we knew. For example, this will be the last moment you ever think of soda as being a dirty word. Soda! As being bad for you, filled with unclean ingredients and unnecessary sugar. Because this is Poppy, and Poppy is soda. It tastes like soda, looks like soda, smells like soda, and fizzes like soda. Because it is soda. It will be the soda your kids and grandkids think of when they think of soda. That's a bold that's claim. Yeah. This soda has none of the bad stuff. Instead, it has all of the flavor. Poppy is the next chapter in the story of soda. The future of soda is now, and it's called Poppy. I do love the art direction for this Good one. Good art direction. It's beautiful colors, really great palette, like a sort of a bright colors but like with a little bit of a 70s uh kind of lens on it it's so good and they show a whole bunch of people mostly women not exclusively but heavily marketed towards women yes um who are like buying this and drinking this and enjoying it with friends and honestly i think it's i think it's one of those like sort of it splits the difference it's not like 140 calorie soda but it's not a zero calorie mm -hmm. soda with just pure you know with like absolute aspartame in it or whatever and I would love that myself. Like, I don't like the taste of a, I mean, I'll drink a diet soda or whatever, but I, I can tell, I can always tell it's a diet soda and it doesn't taste as good as a sugar soda. Mm -hmm. So if I could have something that was like low calorie, but really did taste as good as sugar soda, I would absolutely make that my soda of choice. And you will be trying it. And, and I will be trying we'll it. So congratulations, Poppy. Um, you win. So both of these next two commercials, I think I was, they caught my attention right away in a kind of a dramatic fashion, but I was also like, what are we advertising here? And I was like, oh, holy shit, that's what we're advertising here. This first one begins with, um, I think it's the speechwriter for Martin Luther King. Yeah, just hey, speaking, one, of, right? one of his speechwriters, yeah. One of his speechwriters, and he's kind of talking over the top of, of montages. At first, though, we don't know... I don't think we know right away what this is leading to. Yeah, towards, it's a little right? bit of a slow burn. Sometimes I imagine what I'd write today for my dear friend Martin. I'd remind people that all hate thrives on one thing. Silence. 
Now, we started to see imagery of burning crosses, swastikas. Nazism. And then, like, a hashtag of, like, something about white power or Hitler was right. The people who will change the nation are those who speak out, who refuse to be bystanders, who raise their voices against injustice. Now, it should be mentioned here before we get to what this is for that you also see um, that somebody has uh, written in graffiti, no Muslims on a wall somewhere, and people are painting over that. So it's wrapping up. Have we said what this is for? Are you trying Not yet, to be? But go ahead. Go ahead. It's for the um, uh, the foundation to combat anti-Semitism mm-hmm. and the it's the stand up to Jewish hate campaign that's been running for a while. Um, this is the first time it's ever been in the Super Bowl, but it's it's not a new campaign. It's the Blue Square campaign. Yeah, and it's been around for for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, yeah, but it's interesting to me this ad because um, it's really trying to bundle up some ideas and connect anti-Semitism and Jewish hate with um, anti-black racism mm-hmm. and to remind and a nod towards and, anti- and anti-Islam and Islamophobia. Yeah. 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 And I think that's really interesting and important because um, you're seeing a lot of with the war in Gaza, like it, there's a lot of fracturing mm-hmm. around the idea of, can you be uh, for, can you be a, can you be a non bigot, but be against Israel, for example, um, so it's really interesting to see how the the campaign, the Foundation to Combat Antisemitism, is trying to navigate those mm-hmm. waters. Yeah, and so you sort of see a bunch of nods towards all kinds of, of hate and and bigotry, and then around this point in the commercial, about halfway through, it focuses pretty specifically on antisemitism, and you start to see like a bunch of people wearing shirts that say "Say their names," mm-hmm. um, and like you said, the the blue the blue square with the hashtag. Change the nation are those who speak out, who refuse to be bystanders, who raise their voices against injustice. When we stand up. To silence. We stand up to all hate. This is stand up to all hate. Stop Jewish hate. Um, what do you think? Um, I think it's good to have to put that message out there. Um, obviously, I agree with the message. <laughs> I hope that doesn't need to be said. Um, but I do think, and I just think, like, what, what's really interesting to me is the strategy behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and reminds, I don't have a lot of jokes. <laughs> it reminds me of something, or it does something that will maybe come up in another commercial that we talk about that I think caught a lot of people's eye a little bit later in the show. Um, let's move on to the next in this category of Best New Artist. Pfizer has never advertised in the Super Bowl before. Um, maybe and you I, know it's not because they didn't have the money. <laughs> yeah. I... Um, kind of gave it away there I, this was another one that was sort of a slow reveal to me i had no idea what oh was we going were all on. guessing we were trying to figure it out and it's a long commercial i've only seen it that one time during the super bowl but it begins in a great library somewhere right and we start to see like a bunch of old photographs and paintings and and books that focus on great moments in history do mostly i have that science. right science yeah like mostly like great scientists you know copernicus uh that's the only one I can think of. <laughs> the others. And, that's, and, and the rest. <laughs> and, could, could and, co. and co. And co. Copernicus and co. <laughs> you know. You know those guys. Yo. I, don't, I don't embarrass. I won't. I won't uh, embarrass anyone by naming all the scientists that I know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, it just kind of begins with them. And this is another animated one, too, because they sort of in a, in a funny 
unrealistic way sort of just make their mouths move as they is, do they I'll, sing along to the song they sing it? along to um, call me mr fahrenheit uh don't stop me now whatever the name of that oh, queen right, song queen, is yeah and it's like all these so it's like paintings and statues and and images from history like historical drawings and whatever where the this mostly famous scientists and in some some cases like i think some like maybe the vitruvian man or whatever like are animated to sing along with this song and we're seeing all these kind of like um these epic images from scientific history singing along to don't stop me now that's right and there's no need for us to play because yeah, you'll, you'll just, just hear, hear the, the queen song and then at the end it gets more and more modern until you start seeing some like actual spotlights on i believe pfizer scientists and then it says at the end and we're at like 45 seconds into this thing it finally says here's to science yeah. here's to the next fight let's outdo cancer yeah and then it becomes explicitly about um Ending cancer, which is, you know, that's the moonshot that I hope to live to see is yeah. the end of cancer. I feel like I I don't know. I talk like the in my work. We hear a lot about it because, of course, UW Medicine and uh, has a lot of you know cancer research and everything. And like it feels to me like we are so close to like the big breakthrough on cancer and they do you know this is clearly linked to their um you know cancer fighting campaign but it's also not lost on anybody that this is making or they're making their super bowl debut you know a couple of years after the pandemic and that the first words we see are here's to science you know it's an interesting gambit that's true i i got the pfizer juice in me I got the good one. <laughs> um, I'm. I looked this up. I'm pretty sure this was Snapchat's first foray. I believe it was, Super and Bowl. I want to talk about this one. So can we get to it? Yeah, let's get. All right, let's get to it. So this is one that I'll. I'll set up. I don't even know if we have to play it. I might play it underneath us. But you see a bunch of like social media posts, photos, and stuff, and it says like in very small type. One like, and it's like somebody's selfie, and then it's another person's selfie, and it says two likes. Um, and then it, it says more likes, three, ten, whatever. The likes are piling up. And the stu- but- and the things that are generating likes are getting more and more stunty right, and yes. exploitative. Yeah. And it's like showing the real, like the harms of social media and the do anything for a million followers mentality of social. That Oh, you know, I think that was sort of lost on me. Yeah, so a lot of the selfies are just getting a few. As I, I don't know if I'm reading too much into this, but this one young woman is showing a little bit more leg, maybe a little bit more skin than the other one. So she has like a thousand likes, but it's still, you know, it's a, she, she's not overly sexualized or anything. And then, um, but then you start to see people taking photos with pink explosions in the background for gender, their gender, gender reveal. reveal parties or waving stacks of cash jumping off of cliffs. And then they're getting more, 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 more likes until it's like overwhelming. And then the big reveal is how about, Oh, they even, I think they show more friends in quotes at one point. But this is for Snapchat. You don't do any of this shit with Snapchat. Snapchat is more of a, they're trying to say, we're not social media. We're We're Snapchat. We're a communication device. We are ways for you to really connect with real friends. I have my issues, but. Says more friends, more love. And it's that style of animation that, uh, where it's like lots of uh, images and mon, like, collage together Mm -hmm. and things like that kind of very 90s actually in its animation style yep and it says less social media more snapchat yeah and i guess i'm so i did look into this today because i was like i thought so i as i said to my 
equally old friends at the table yesterday. I thought Snapchat was social media. Well, that's why it's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't care about Snapchat. I had it for but a I while. But I get the distinction. And, and like it is social media. Yes. You would say, if, if somebody were to say of to you, course, what is Snapchat? You would it say it's a social, social media. media company. Yeah. But they're saying, no, 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 we aren't a social Like they're carving out their right. niche in the marketplace. Because they're not just about accumulating likes and stuff. Exactly. And I and, think that and Snapchat- status. Snapchat, I thought, had its day a long time ago. I would have considered it somewhat antiquated. But here they are with a major buy, but not just like a, we're going to make a big splash and get Dan Levy. And, They've got like know, a real whatever. manifesto. Like, like they specifically went into the saying, we are going to carve out a new way of thinking about our service. Yeah. And I think it's really smart. I do too. It, t- it, it took me a minute to figure, to like understand what they were saying because in part, because I'm too old to comfortably use Snapchat. Um, but of course, if you're, if you, if like me, you were sort of floundering, the deal with Snapchat is the content doesn't stay on forever. So you send the message, it's consumed by the whoever you send it to, and then it disappears. Yeah, it's, you know, you can make the argument it's more like, you know, is um, SMS texting social media? You mm. can send photos that way too. Sure. You know what I yeah, mean? It's exactly. more of a direct communication platform. And so, so I really appreciate, I'm not appreciate because I'm not like rooting for them. I don't care one way or the other. I don't use it. But like just from a marketing perspective, yeah. I'm impressed with I was somebody too. saying ours is toasted. Um, so let's go over this really quickly. You have the chocolate balls, Lint, uh, Etsy, um, Elf Cosmetics with Judge Beauty, Starry's Love Triangle, um, the Kawasaki Mullets, Michael. Michael Cerave. Sarah V. Sarah V, sorry. Um Pluto Couch Potatoes. Like a lot that's... of very strong contenders in the new yeah. in the new artists. I mean, Sarah V, amazing. P- Couch potatoes for Pluto, amazing. Popeyes, um, you know, okay, good one liner in there. Fine, but not not compared to these. And then I feel like the other two are really Poppy and Snapchat. Poppy and Snapchat. See, here's the deal. Like, my get. I mean, Sarah V is going to win one of these categories, but I don't know which one, and I don't want to keep on putting it off, saying, "Oh, it'll get his awards later," and then we don't win. Like, Spoiler alert: v- I don't think it's an MVP. Okay, but you know, it'll also be, I guess, in celebrity. True. But but celebrity and comedy have. He- there are so many to pick from. I, I honestly think- want to give it to Sarah V. In part because give it to Sarah V. Here, I do because new artist, yeah. new artist because it's a it really for a new artist it's a huge splash, especially with the guerrilla marketing campaign yep. you talked about. I think it's up against some strong contenders here. Um, you know, I think I like Poppy because I think it was incredibly effective. But as far as like a standout performance from a first time, I mean, who would even think like hand lotion? Yeah, as right. A, as like a big Super Bowl brand. And you get Tim and Eric and yeah. Michael Sarah to do their weirdness on it. I think it. it's Sarah V. Yeah, okay, Sarah V for sure in that category. This next category is a new one, but we'll also breeze through pretty quickly because it's best animation. Yeah, we've and talked about most There's of only them. three in this. There's the Starry Love Triangle one, um, and the Pfizer Here's to Science one that we just talked about. Uh, and then the third one to round it out would be. And we got to talk about this. Temu? I was watching this commercial, which aired, this version of the commercial aired three times. They have money. They just dropped this three times during the Super Bowl as if it was an episode of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, they're selling a lot of 99 cent iPhone knockoffs. Bananas. So anyway, but Temu, I thought we were Timu. 
they were Timu last year, and I went back and checked the ad, and they have a whole jingle that goes Timu. So T- they did change play, something. Play I thought I was so wrong. Okay, so this isn't this year's. This is last year's. This, this is I'm shopping like a millionaire, which was their jingle, and it's very colorful. And this one is not animated. This is last year's. It's just a bunch of uh, no. I guess it's one woman who's the, kind of the main character, yeah. kind of singing and dancing around town and buying things on um, back then Timu. I like it. It's mine. The prices blow my mind. I feel so rich. I feel like a billionaire. I'm shopping like a billionaire. I'm shopping like a billionaire. Clearly saying Timu. Clearly it's Timu. Now this year, like you said, it's They're animated. They're not lying about those prices, by the way. I mean, some of their stuff is garbage, but like, and I know you probably shouldn't buy anything from them because I'm sure it's not That's good labor practices. Worst. But I will say for like a few kinds of little sewing notions and things, it is sometimes my best option. I almost wondered for this um, commercial after watching the one from last year that you posted in today's show sheet. I almost thought, wait a second, did they just take that same ad and animate it this year? It's it's different. It's, it's not different. shot by shot, but it's kind of isn't it a similar song, Shopping Like a Millionaire? Or am that's, I still, that's still their it? tagline. That's their tagline. And this one, it's an animated in a style that is like the best way I can describe it is Bitmoji. Right? A little like Bitmoji. It reminds me a little bit of the um the Fred Myers animation style that we've a talked about a lot bit, with like yeah. the little round the roundy the roundy people. Less cute though. This definitely has more of a bitmoji yeah. feel to me. In fact, I saw somebody tweet during the game or post somewhere on social media um boy this ai generated timu commercial or temu commercial is uh is giving me the bad feelings and i thought maybe for a moment that it truly was an ai generated commercial i don't think so i mean no but i mean it's all computer generated yeah it's like it's so yeah it's, it's just so a bunch nothing of little... it's such a it's such a basic ass commercial it's so basic it's... for the super bowl but they're just like let and they might have just like said ai make us a commercial that we can air three times like yeah. let's not spend any money on anything other than the place it's just a little city scene and you're going around seeing all these little animated people purchasing mm-hmm. things for very low prices That is just so bold to one year now they're Temu. have a song that you sing Timu and then the next Who year in the Super Bowl they just start singing Temu. Like you really wonder like is this some sort of amazing like plan or do they just not care because they're just in China printing money I guess on it's child the, labor? I think it's the latter. I Yeah, like did, no, did they just not know that it was Timu last year? It's so baffling to me. I would probably say, and this doesn't really, you know, this is a category that doesn't befit a podcast very well because it's about animation. I'm going to, uh, the, the Temu commercial, I have no, um, I just, it's just such a boring commercial. There's no need for it to be a Super Bowl commercial, um, th- which leaves Starry and Pfizer, and I Honestly, I think the Pfizer commercial that we described before has much more interesting animation. I found that to be the most visually interesting as well. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, you know what? Should we have... I mean, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't win. But in a certain way with Snapchat, you were describing the animation in Snapchat. But that was more like... um, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, All right. So, that is it for best animation. Pfizer, here's to science. Cheers. Our winner. Congratulations, Pfizer. It is more of a technical bully, but... 
A bowling nonetheless. <laughs> it is. We should have saved that for the pre-show that yeah, we don't air. Yeah, the one that we don't air. Yeah. Okay. So best musical or dance number is back. I think we retired this last year because there was a while there where every commercial was a goddamn dance number. Yes. And then they really went away for a while. And now we have a handful of them. You have the um, T-Mobile ad. Not the, not the auditions one we talked about before, but the one with the guys from Scrub dancing around. The but guys this from time, Scrub? From Scrub. The guy, the the guy from Scrubs, or the guys from Scrub. It can be only one way. <laughs> Just trying to get through this show, buddy. It's such a long one. Um, but anyway, th- we mentioned this last week on the show. I don't think there's a reason to play it today because it's very visual. But they have a whole campaign where they're singing and dancing in the neighborhood about T-Mobile at-home internet. I think. And then this is this the one... second reference to Flashdance, which got a lot of oh yeah, what's love up with that? For whatever reason, there's two Flashdance references in this in this category. Um, they it's Jason Momoa as I think we did talk about Jason mm-hmm. Momoa, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison singing a very like so bad that I wonder if it doesn't technically qualify if it's just like a sound like hmm. kind of an, a, a near parody mm-hmm. song sound alike of um, uh, whatever the Flashdance main song I is. To find new and he cried. I didn't cry. So he switched to T-Mobile. They're singing to Jason Momoa. With 5G, it runs on their network. Just plug it in and you'll see. Momoa's starting to dance now. I have Wi-Fi now. Can't stop streaming. Have some wings to chow. I need home internet from T-Mobile to fulfill my life. Yeah, what's up? We have T-Mobile now! And then at the oh, very end, the, the water, the water splashes down. down on him from nowhere. Which I was explaining to you last week. It was from Flash. Yes, Dance. thank you. I'm so glad to know that that factoid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's weird. The only thing that to me, I think the, the song is terrible. It's not that I dislike What a Feeling, but that's a really bad parody version of it. Um, I don't think J- Jason Momoa is doing his best work there. And... Yeah, I just don't care for it. Yep, I don't care for any of those in that campaign. There's one little button at the very end, and even that we were talking last night, it's like poorly directed, but you hear a woman's voice say, do it again with your shirt off, and then we see it's a neighbor lady who's looking down at this whole scene, and um, Faison and Braff are starting to take their shirts off, and she's like, not you guys, you can leave them on or yeah, something. But, it but it's would, edited very it's strangely. It's edited poorly. It's a funny, it's a funny enough joke, but... It's the timing on it is really badly executed. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's musical or dance number. Uh, Dunkings, the Duncan commercial we already talked about would also be considered a dance number. Can you just number. play the, just the dance part for me? Because I really love it. The, uh, of the Dunkings? Of the Dunkings. We're going to go back. We're, I, we're double dipping I on the Dunkings. Wanna, I just want to double dip on the Dunkings. Especially because we're, we're at that part of the show. The Dunkings. Touchdown, Tommy on the keys. Player coach. Got it. Touchdown, Tommy. He needs no introduction, my partner. It's really hard to be your friend, man. You said you were going to support me. Dunkies! Don't, don't go away. My heart. Why you dunking me, girl? I'm really enjoying the Ben Affleck dancing. 
It's just a few steps, but it really works for me. And I also do think that Tom, uh, Tom Petty, Tom Brady is, uh, he's, he's giving it. it all in that. He's fist pumping. He's into it. He's into it. I believe that he wants to be in this. Thirsty Tom Brady is a thing. Thirsty like, Tom Brady <laughs> is the best Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So that would be a musical dance number. I'm really, T-Mobile. so far, I mean, it's not going to be fucking T-Mobile. No. And then there's the Nerds um, commercial that we talked about last week. Again, a flash dance um, parody. There's right. a big gummy candy that's dancing like the flash By dance. By the way, the I, said, nerds cover I said at the at the to the gathering I was at that I thought the idea of a gummy coated and crunchy nerds would be gross. And... I bet you the, the, the girls you were with were really into it. Uh, well, Camaro Kev was really into oh, it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. So he said it's delicious. Oh, and when I say girls, by the way, I'm not referring to the women at the table, just for the <laughs> listeners who know you were there. Um, but did they weigh in on the candy? It was just it was just our, just one of them was okay. there. Um, and I don't think she had tried it. Okay, gotcha. Um, so that's the third in the category, the nerds one. And then um, this one, which should get some attention because it has... Beyonce in it. Am I saying that right? You are not. Beyonce. Have you heard of her before? Now, was she in Suits? <laughs> she's in Suits, yeah. <laughs> That's why she's so famous now, because of Suits. So it's Beyonce and Tony Hale, who yes. I will have to admit the first time I saw this, I didn't even realize it was Tony Hale. This happened- um, A Veep fame and, of yes. course, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. But he's he looks very much um, sort of like just himself in this. He's aged a bit, as we all have, and he's just kind of got a- unremarkable sort of black and white beard kind of yeah, and I salt think, and pepper beard and I think he's not playing himself he's playing Beyonce's like creative like her manager or her yeah. assistant in some way he's doing he's a he's a little bit of Gary from Veep in this because he's like just kind of there to help her um drop her next album yeah and so the whole so they teased this during the Super Bowl uh right after the halftime show they said something like if you thought that was great wait till Beyonce breaks the internet or T-Mobile's gonna break the internet and I'm just like that term break the internet was so old when it was invented yeah you which know, is now which was like, like 20 years, years ago, ago. yeah, yeah. When, was that when it was Kardashian was it the Kardashian to me I'll, I'll always associate it with that paper uh, magazine cover that uh Kim Kardashian did where she had the champagne flying over her head and landing on her butt. Oh, oh, she had champagne landing on her butt? Oh, you mean like um, not a bottle of champagne landing on her butt like, like a shelf. A, but like, like the champagne was coming out I of the see, bottle. I see, I see, gotcha. I don't remember it well. I just remember it had something to do with her butt. But um, so this one, we see Beyonce doing something and Tony Hale, I guess, I don't know if he represents her or T-Mobile or Verizon. He definitely doesn't represent T-Mobile. Um, says something about like breaking the internet. He's like, oh, you broke the internet, but you didn't break Verizon's network. And so now Beyonce takes that as a challenge. She's going to do all these things to try to b- quote unquote break the Verizon network by, you know, creating so much um interest in whatever she's doing uh and i gotta say like the premise of all of this does nothing for me i hate that phrase whatever but it's easy to forget when she's not on the screen just how natural and charming and wonderful beyonce is on the screen like i know that's yeah you don't have to say that but and i said this on tbtl today and again i don't i'm not trying to be a hater i don't dislike taylor swift i don't have a lot of feelings towards her and i'm certainly not one of those people who like <laughs> cares that she was at the super bowl um i actually think that whole storyline is is fun and good pop culture but she just doesn't have what i see in my personal opinion she just doesn't have that charisma on screen the way beyonce i couldn't help but compare the two and yeah. just like beyonce just seems so 
comfortable and natural in front of the camera. Well, she's the queen for a reason. Yeah. So anyway, we'll take a listen to this. Broke the internet again. Oh, it's coming in really fast. Yeah, it's Verizon 5G. The network is crazy powerful. I bet you can't break that. <laughs> I bet I can. Wait, what? So now, as a little nod towards her lemonade video, we see her with a baseball bat, but standing in front of a lemonade An actual stand, lemonade stand that she has like set up in the suburbs somewhere. But can she break Verizon? Broken? Not even close. Time for a surprise drop. So she's playing saxophone for an album called Let's Get Saxy. She could make it work. It? Yeah. <laughs> and she once again wants to know, did she break it? She broke me. Oh, no. Introducing Beyonce. What the? She's made like a lifelike Android version of herself. That, and it's that called is Beyonce I. Beyonce I. Which is, I love the wordplay on this. Next is going to be Barbay. Right. Seriously? How about Barbay? No. I'm running for Beyonce of the United States. My favorite Can you line. Hear me now? And I love the big bodice sign above and I the think stage. She should run for Beyonce of the United States because I will vote for her. She is. She doesn't have to run. She is Beyonce. Of the I United just would enjoy the campaign. How about the first woman to launch the first rocket from the first, first performance, performance in space? space. Wow, Verizon didn't break. Performing in zero G. You ain't gonna break me. Still works. Okay, they ready. Drop the new music. So she couldn't break Verizon, but this is also an announcement that she uh, has a new album that I think comes out in a month. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, you know, not an amazing commercial, but I like both of those people. And again, I think competently done from an acting standpoint. So if those are the four best musical or dance numbers, uh, Dunkings or, or Verizon. The problem with Verizon is that it like it never really gets a chance to get going. Like there's a bunch of cool ones where we, like I would love to see the rest of this mm-hmm. number, but it's just like it always gets cut clip. off. Yeah, it's just a clip. I don't think it's a true song and dance commercial. I like it. I, I'm glad we talked about it in there, but I think it's got to be the Dunkings. Congratulations, Dunkings, walking away with their first award of the night. You know, even if they're not going to be on the J Lo track, yeah, I think winning a bowlie is, is like a pretty good close second. Equal? Equal. Maybe equal. It's equal. Okay, now we're going to get into one of these mammoth categories, although we've covered a lot of these already. Best comedy. Now, almost every Super Bowl. I mean, you have some dramatic ones. Except for don't. Don't be anti-Semitic. <laughs> exactly. Right. Don't. Have, I'm glad they didn't take a humorous approach cancer. to that. Let's fight cancer. Yeah. Exactly. Well, actually, though, the Pfizer one has a bit of levity. It's, it's not a comedy. It's but not a it's comedy. It's not super serious. Yeah. Um, it's a dramedy. Okay. So this next one, I think, I, I double-checked today. I'm pretty sure it did debut during the Super Bowl. That's the first, certainly when I, I saw it that. about an hour before the oh, Super Bowl. Okay. So tech, But I think it debuted like during Super Bowl programming. On Super Bowl Sunday, and it's NFL related. It's, it's actually phenomenal. for NFL Sunday ticket that you can get on YouTube as a as a, another option for watching football on Sundays. And it begins with a bunch of football players flying through the air, and there's a um, I almost said naturist, not a naturist. I'm guessing a naturalist or a bird watcher up in a uh, what do you call those things that fly? Like in a, a hyper light, a, a super light uh, aircraft, basically like almost like a hang glider that you yeah. can kind of power pedal powered hang glider and people use them to like um, 
observe uh, geese migrating sometimes. So you'll see them. You'll see a lot of like bird ornithologists use them for like bird observation. So you got him up in the air, and instead of being surrounded by birds, though, he's surrounded by football players in full pads and gear flying through the sky. But they're not football players from any random teams. No. Beautiful, isn't it? Ravens, Seahawks, Eagles. Each year they must follow the path of migration, marking the season's end. It is at this time that we must say goodbye to watching these majestic creatures live. <laughs> one it of them, is just so hilarious. One of the to Eagle, see. Eagles players splashes into the water and comes out carrying a fish in his mouth. It's just so well directed. It, They're all flapping one, their arms. It's wonderful the, the effects on this. It's goodbye so to good. watching these majestic creatures live. But never fear. You'll be back. As certain as the sun, they always come back. Which is why it's never too early to prepare for the coming season by signing up for NFL Sunday Ticket and YouTube TV. Where you can watch every game, every Sunday. <laughs> yes, with NFL Sunday Ticket, you can greet the new season as a dog. Ah, a rookie. He catches a little football the shape and size of an egg in his hands. And one of the football players has dropped. And he says, it's a rookie. Oh, um, my gosh. This I think one... that was Tyler Lockett. And wasn't that number 16 flapping his way? So I think they're like the real yeah. players, too. The fact that they got the real players to do this, what is objectively a pretty ridiculous yeah. like, po- like kind of uh, pose to be caught in. It's so funny. The visuals are just, like it's it's hard to convey how funny it is if you haven't seen it because the visuals really make it. Oh, I wish you could see it. Oh, I wish you could see it. <laughs> so, um that's one of my favorite commercials of the day. I yeah. love it so much and I also want to say on point. You know, I always say that I like it when you have a specific message that's tied to when you're airing it, for example, right. they're saying it's never too early. We know it's the last day of football until, you know, until Next hard season. knocks yeah. begins, you know. Um, but now would still be a good time. Like kind of just getting in front of that and saying sign up early. I don't know if it moved. Like, I don't know who would sign up for NFL Sunday ticket the day of the Super Bowl. That sounds bananas to me. <laughs> yes. But um, but, but still, you know, they, they, re- they it a, acknowledge it. And they gave it a good old college try. <laughs> exactly. So we're going to include the um, not Tom Brady bet MG. Commercial with Vince Vaughn. We talked Nobody about that. Nobody likes the snitch, comedy. but yes, yeah. you can do it. Etsy's France commercial, the Dun Kings once again. Um, it's hard not to want Dun Kings to win because it's so funny. It's I, like the joke per minute ratio on that is very high. If you feel strongly the other way, uh, I'm fine playing it, but I think we can skip the Bud Light Genie commercial. Yeah. Basically, a guy comes out of somebody's refrigerator. He's not, like, magical looking. He just sort of looks like a hipster nerd or whatever, a little mustache. I did think the funniest bit about it or the most entertaining bit about it was that right at the end of this Genie commercial where he grants all these bananas wishes that, like, get increasingly crazy to the point where, um, I think, Post Malone wishes for there to be a t-rex at a pool party that's right at the end of it the genie disappears because he's going to go to the game and then they cut to then they go back to the game after that commercial break and the actor who plays that genie oh i didn't know was in the stands with somebody very famous like 
Oh, not LeBron smart. James, but somebody like that. Like he was up somewhere with like a very famous. So the tied in marketing and yeah. saying we're going to air this commercial during this break. When we get back from the break, we got to do a crowd shot. We have our and actor he's in up there. there. Yeah. That's really interesting to think about all the machinations right. to make something like that happen. Right. Um, the Kawasaki mullets commercial. Uh, this was surprisingly. Um, this was one that l- stood out to Luke on TBTL. Really? This one, the few that he wanted to talk about the Reese's was one. This Reese's commercial, which has um. I can never remember his real name. I always say Job. Oh, uh, Will Arnett. Will Arnett is the voiceover guy for Reese's. And I us- I hate this Reese's campaign. I like Will Arnett, but like the not sorry, the smug Reese's campaign that's been going on for years and years now, I actively dislike. Um, but the only kind of um, tissue connecting this to that is the Will Arnett voiceover. But we see a group of people in a living room, and you can assume they're gathering to watch the big game or something, and one guy's got a big pot of chili. Um, and then the voiceover from Will Arnett... Uh, Um, has some news for this group of people that they can all hear about the fate of Reese's peanut butter cups, and then they react to it. We're making a big change to Reese's peanut butter cups. No! They all show their anger in different ways. One woman goes flying out the window. You hear glass break. One guy fully plunges his head into a pot of chili. Which when I first saw this, I thought he was I thought, vomiting. I thought he threw up. Which yeah. I said to Luke later because you're going to see mess all over the front of his shirt. And I was like, that is so bold just to have human wretch on the front of a shirt in a Super Bowl. But I guess he's not actually retching. He's like just angrily sticking his head into various foods as he gets angry during this commercial. Another guy punches his head through the wall, right. just creates a hole in the wall. But now Will Arnett is going to come back with some more good news. And this is the funny part is they all immediately sort of recover. And the guy who punches his head through the wall is now already patching up the wall. <laughs> and it is a really funny joke. Like you see him already like kind of scraping the what do you do that in our house all the time when you throw a dart in the wall and you, th- oh. you throw the plaster <laughs> Or what is yeah, that stuff called? Yeah, like the wall patch. Yeah, wall patch. We're making a big change to Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. No! 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 We're adding a delicious layer of caramel. Yes! 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 I love caramel! Yes! The guy's patching the wall. He says, I love caramel. My favorite thing, though, is the woman, house, the woman somehow reverse throws herself back through the window. So she's regulating herself again. Now they're all happy again. But we're only making a few of them. No! <laughs> now Chili Guy is throwing his head into a bucket of chips. The old woman throws herself on the table, uh, breaks it in two. A few million. Yeah! Wait, are you still selling the regular cups? Yep. Yeah! New Reese's Caramel Big Cup. I see at the end the old woman yeah. and the head through the wall guy are making out. Yeah, for reasons. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, there's more to that one than I initially thought. When I watched it today to prep, I was kind of like, eh, I get the joke. It's, yeah, it's good news, bad news, good news, bad news kind of thing. But like the the subtle visuals are do make it more fun. Yeah, him patching up the wall is a funny moment. Um, the Pluto TV couch potatoes, that's literally one of my favorites of the entire day. Um, Popeyes, the wait is over with Ken Jeong. Apartments.com. Okay, so we talked a lot about the homes.com, which is like kind of a spinoff of apartments.com. But apartments.com with uh, Jeff Goldblum as their spokesperson. Brad Bellflower. He has like oh, that's a right. Has a name. fake name, yes, yeah. and they've been a I want to say mainstay of um, the Super Bowl for a while, a couple now, years, right? Yeah. yeah, this one, and I'll play this. It's like the movie. I wanted to say Awakenings. That would be very wrong. That'd it's be very one wrong. word. 
are you talking about Independence Day? No, I. It's very oh, much like Independence. Oh, is it Day. Independence Day? I thought this or was a little close bit... encounters. Of the, I mean, it's an alien ship shows up. I maybe I had recency bias. I was thinking of the newer movie where the woman who's a language professor talks to the aliens. Oh, it doesn't remind me of Arrival because Arrival. It's like the Arrival ships are so specific. Like they're this like weird very like non-traditional yeah. alien shape this is a total flying saucer okay this is independence day this is independence day okay so um these aliens are um out in a field somewhere and a bunch of emergency workers oh you know what i'm sorry i'm thinking this is another this is more like close encounters where the aliens come off the ship there's another alien ad with martin scorsese that i guess we'll hit later yeah, that's for um, Squarespace. Yeah, where it's I was like, what's going on with aliens this year? A that's lot a, of aliens. Yeah, that's a new category. New category, best aliens. So anyway, th- for some reason, Jeff Goldblum ends up negotiating with these aliens. Yeah, th- it's like the army's just talking to these aliens coming off the ship. Why are you here? State your purpose. To find a place to rent. I know renters when I see them. Who is this guy? It's the top priority when you move to a new city or galaxy. Apartments.com. We can help you get into a lovely one-bedroom, two-bedroom. I don't want to presume anything. <laughs> I do love that line. Get you into a one-bedroom, two-bedroom. I don't want to presume anything. These, then- these aliens, by the way, are massive kind of like a xenomorph on just steroids. They're, they've mat like five or six very insectile legs and they're huge kind of pretty gross looking aliens they're towering over the yeah. humans and i want to point out that you're right his name is brad bellflower according to the chiron and it also calls him the inventor of apartment oh it says the inventor of apartment internet or apartment some... internet apartment internet which is, does not roll off the tongue no it does not apartments.com I... you got it quit it with the apartment internet did is that something they've leaned on yeah. for a while oh i didn't realize that i thought it was a little bit michael sarah e like they're calling him the creator of this product but now they've an- tried to they've tried to get apartment internet to become a going concern and i'm here to tell them it's not happening i can barely Fetch is not happening i can barely say internet when you <laughs> yeah. move to a new city or galaxy apartments.com we can help you get into a lovely one bedroom two bedroom i don't want to presume anything two bedroom <laughs> For when my mom visits. And then, like the, these guys. Uh, and then the other alien says, doesn't want the mom to visit, and says, make it a one Make bedroom. it a one bedroom. So no, that's the universal language is... Uh, Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Um, I do... Uh, that one line... Um, I don't want to presume anything. I don't want to presume I anything. I mean, look, gets me. Goldblum... Always, he gonna, right? He can do anything. Cool bloom. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Walken. I don't know if we mentioned that today or not. We went deep on it last um, show. Everyone uh, doing the Christopher every, Walken. He's impression. trying to just live his life, and he's just—he's not even. What I like about it is the subtlety of it. He's not overly annoyed, uh, but everybody he, he runs into—he's a little long-suffering. Yeah. Everybody that Christopher Walken runs into does in impression of him to his face and what i like about it is how bad they all yeah. are it's for bmw um at the end of the day great great commercial um then you have the danny devito and arnold schwarzenegger one boy now who's doing the negging i just called it a danny devito ad when arnold schwarzenegger really is the <laughs> the star of that thing congratulations danny devito <laughs> twins all right carl's jr this is a, a a funny one that we haven't talked about yet and i wonder if this was somewhat inspired Inspired by the, um, although it would be about a year late, I was going to say the Top Gun 
Yeah, I mean, it, sequel. It's it's such it. There's a it's a scene that can only evoke Top Gun because you have these two guys in fighter jets, and then one of them does an inversion over the top of the other fighter jet, which is a which is a, it's a visual that from now until the end of time, until the sun explodes and eats the earth, people will associate that with Top Gun. Do you know that Tom Cruise eats his own earth is? Um, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I need to get out of this show. I can't even talk. Um, but anyway, this is kind of funny. I did not see it. This is the one ad break I missed during the Super Bowl. But um, So these two pilots are talking to each other using their radios, but the one is uh, misunderstanding everything willfully. He's got I burgers believe. on the brain. He certainly does. Six o'clock, bogey. Did you say burger? No, bogey. I repeat, bogey. Mayday. Today. Actually, I think free burger day's tomorrow, not today. You're insane. Let's get out of here. Afterburners. Afterburners? I don't know. Milkshake? <laughs> I'm not talking about burgers. Roger that. Fire now. And when he says, I'm not talking about burgers, the guy who just can only hear burger talk just hits his ejector seat, ejects himself directly down because he's inverted directly down into the top of a Carl's Jr. and just grabs somebody's burger off of the, the table when he where he like crashes into their table. Which is really rude to the person eating the burger, I'd like to point out. This guy's got to have a burger, man. Get a free Western bacon cheeseburger tomorrow at Carl's Jr. We missed it. We missed it. It was today. It was today. Do you think they're still open? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where Carl's Jr. is. I Don't they have a different name out here? Isn't Carl's Jr. one of those that has two different names on different sides of the country? Or am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so Uber Eats. We played a teaser commercial for this Uber Eats last week. That's something that we got really, really we wrong. we got to address it right now. I'm going to address it. You're going to address it right now? You can't stop me. A okay. listener wrote in. Thank you, listener. Do you remember who it was? I do not. I don't have my email. Well, thank you, listener, and we'll credit you on the next episode. But somebody wrote in and said, gently, I think you totally missed the point of this ad, which is that it is a well-known meme or, I guess, clip that went around of Victoria Beckham trying to claim that she was working class growing up and David peeping out from the side of their whatever massive house they live in to say, tell the truth, tell your, the dad, truth. your yeah. dad drove a Rolls Royce. And he doesn't even say it himself. He says, just tell him, tell he him. He makes her tell and him. And she keeps on trying he's, to like, he's, he's like so really funny. funny. And yeah. Cheeky. And so that has been totally memefied now. And hence her t-shirt, my dad drove a Rolls Royce. Yes, and the teaser that we saw was a remake yes. of that shot. He's like whispering from behind this wall. We didn't know why it was blocked like that. Um, so, the funny thing and is, now is we, do. we really enjoyed the commercial without that yeah. context. And now with the context, it's even funnier. But yeah. like they it really was a good commercial. Um, but in that commercial, they were, I guess, kind of kind of like how you love the nerds ad, even though you didn't know about Flashdance. I being didn't a love thing. the nerds ad. Well, though. OK, bad example. Okay. <laughs> and I still don't. So <laughs> here we are. Um, and I purposely didn't put in celebrity because uh, I don't count that TikTok celebrity as a celebrity. What did we say? I'm what old. was her name? I, I don't she's know. She's not. A, uh, yeah. She's going to have to get a lot more famous for me to call her a celebrity. <laughs> so anyway, um, that was just a lead up to the Uber Eats ad, which we knew was going to have Jennifer Aniston in it. But Jessica Aniston. <laughs> 
they, they Which Jessica, by the way, so that's a neg. Yes, you're right. The teaser was a neg. Now, this, of course, this gets into some negging too, sort of. Of, of <laughs> perpetual Schwimmer. neg victim, David Schwimmer. And it also makes David sense. David Schwimmer has made his whole post-Friends career basically getting negged. Remember, there was another teaser we played for this exact commercial, and that is actually featured as part of this yes. commercial. It's this musician, Jelly Roll, who has a bunch of face tattoos in real life. And we played a little clip. And they do look like doodles. <laughs> as we, he... As he quite aptly says in this commercial. We played a clip of him like waking up one morning, looking in the mirror and seeing that he's got a bunch of face <laughs> tattoos and freaking out. Yeah. Like this is a guy with tat- a celebrity with tattoos in real life, right? And we thought it was just like funny and weird, but it all makes sense now in the context of this commercial. Sort of. I would just say the premise of this is a little weak. Oh, really? I just think the premise is a bit weak. I felt I like, like I once they the exec- set it up, the I execution felt like- is good. I just think it's like it's a bit of a stretch for a premise. But I but I it's a small quibble. Bit of a stretch, but at least consistent sure. and followable during the Super Bowl. Some of them like that and all thing- the jokes follow the same logic compared to that M&M's yeah. thing, which was so convoluted. And the basic premise here is in order to remember one thing, you have to forget something else. And the thing you have to remember is that Uber eats like delivers all this shit to you and so this is a long commercial with a lot of people in it and i don't think everybody's a celebrity jennifer aniston is in it um uh, well my favorite part i don't think it's a celebrity but you'll tell me in a moment let's hit go on this thing you. i didn't know you could get all this stuff on uber eats yeah. i remember that well you know what they say in order to remember something you gotta forget something else make a little room and that's how I remember Uber Eats has coffee by forgetting something else. So, do we know? Is this a famous guy? He's not famous to me. He, I mean, handsome young guy. He's he's acting in a way that he he has so much charisma that I feel like he he feels like he it feels like he must be well known. But he's playing like an assistant, right? He's walking to a room and dropping off coffee he's, for I think somebody. He's, is he bringing coffee or is he trying to do an interview? It looks like he's dropping off some takeout coffee to his boss or something. And then, yeah, I think whoever's in here says, um, take a seat. And he's forgotten something. He has no idea how to to operate a chair. Because the thing that he chose to forget was what chairs are, apparently. And later on in the montage, we see him trying to sit on the chair in this weird way where it's sticking off of his butt. And the physical comedy is delightful. And that's how I remember Uber Eats has coffee, by forgetting something else. (laughs) Have a seat. (laughs) A what? Remember when you used to be a pepper lady? Wasn't it the Cinnamon Sisters? Basil babes? Paprika girls? No, obviously this is a Spice Girls joke. That's absurd. Jen! Hey! <laughs> now she runs into... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. David Schwimmer walks up. He says, Jen, hey. And she, oh, and she oh, gives... She, oh. like, fends him off when he goes in for a hug because she clearly doesn't remember him. <laughs> That's one of the things she but chose This really, forget. honestly, I'm sad this that we didn't put this neg. in the neg, in the neg <laughs> category because it's a great neg. It's absurd. Jen! Hey! <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, um, okay. Can we not? Did someone doodle on my face? <laughs> so I'm glad I remembered Uber Eats has office. Now we see, and I guess maybe this is just another kind of normal guy who walks into the office and he's um, wearing a shirt and socks, but no pants to the dismay of his coworker. Face? I'm so glad I remembered Uber Eats has office supplies, but I feel like I forgot something. Yeah. So. Is this having a seat? <laughs> it's not coming off! Give me hands. Worked together for 10 years. 10 years? Yeah. You were great. You still don't know, do you? I don't. Right. Like I forget 10 years of my life. Whatever I you forget. 
Remember, Uber Eats gets all these things and alcohol. And Sw- Schwimmer gets the last word with, I hate this town. Oh, and this was a funny little thing, too. Actually, oh, Usher and Usher, gets, oh, and then Usher gets a little tag on. Yeah, because he had just finished the um, Super Bowl halftime show, and at the very end, you see Usher saying, and he's like kind of sweaty, and he's at the Super Bowl. He's like, God, I'd love to play the Super Bowl Someday halftime Someday I hope show. I get to play the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good commercial, I like man. it, yeah. Strong, strong entry from Uber Eats. Huge improvement. Uber Eats, I feel like, has spent a lot of money, got yeah. a lot of celebrity, and just they finally did not figured out what to do with them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Paramount plus uh, Patrick David Swimmer Stewart. getting humiliated will never not be fun. That to that should have been in. The, that probably should have won the Negs. It probably should have. Yeah, we can well, go back and give nope, it. Oh, no, nope. okay, sorry. sorry, you can't go back. Oh, we Jack Palance it. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> or, or Jack Palance, I guess. Is what was the name. more recent one though? Oh, uh, well, there's La La Land. La La Land. We La La yeah. Landed it. Um, we did not La La Land the ending. <laughs> no, we didn't La La Land the ending. <laughs> Last week, we talked quite a bit about the Paramount Plus commercial with everybody Talk on about Paramount jokes per Mountain. Minute. Yeah. They cut it back significantly. Quite, yes. They took a two-minute commercial with a lot of funny jokes and made it an okay 30 seconds. It was just okay, but it was hard to watch for me because I was like, God, we're missing so much Creed humor right now. Oh, yeah. We're like, they they took out Drew Barrymore saying, shut my face. Oh, that's right. The funnier part is her reacting yes. to him saying that, and that didn't make yeah, it Yeah, unfortunately, if we're going to go with the Super Bowl version, I think it's not the winner, but it, the original, I think, is so good. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like that should win an award tonight, but I don't know if it will. Um, Oreo twist on it? Jeez, is that even... Yeah, I guess that was comedy. God, that commercial I did not like. I'm, we talked about I, it last I'm, week. I talked about it last week. I don't want to see it again. Let's move on. Doritos, Dina, Mita. We talked about that. the Abuelas, Dina and Mita, yeah. We learned Um, some Spanish. I thought it was really good, again, messaging. Like, I now, I would have been one of the people calling it Dynamita. Even after watching the commercial the first time, I thought, was that a joke? But no, now I hopefully will never forget that it's Dina, Mita. Yes. Um, So... I mean, in terms of like effective messaging. Yeah, exactly. No, that's one of my favorite things. Um, I am going to try that. I'm going to try Poppy and Dinamita. Oh, yeah. I'm not I'm a gonna, Doritos person. I'm going to get some Poppy and some Dinamita, and I'm going to just have a grand old time. Okay. So this next commercial you somehow missed, and I actually like it a great deal. So I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I want your reaction to it. Um, but what I will tell you is that it is um, Sir Anthony Hopkins, and he is like in a, in a dressing room, you're assuming kind of backstage somewhere, talking about acting and preparing to act. Oh, by the way, this is called um, Red Dragon is the name of the commercial. Now, just to check, you know that he starred in a movie based on a book called Red Dragon. I do. Now, this red is spelled W-R-E-D. All right, just checking. Um, And the product he's selling is a cold brew called Stock, S-T-O-K. Okay, so here he is, the great actor. To act is to deceive. And to deceive, one must forget oneself. Why? Every metamorphosis is demanding, but to become this beast, well, that requires a little extra kick. Yes. Now, hear me roar! And he puts on <laughs> a giant mascot head. That a really is goofy A line. really goofy red mascot head. And this is the red dragon. Now he's oh going to go God. out and do his job as a team mascot. This is what they came to see. <laughs> I 
Ironically, it is the cold brew that births the fire-breathing dragon. Yes. Second half is starting, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, isn't it? No notes. <laughs> I thought your one note would be that mascot humor is getting so no. saturated or the I don't culture care. is being so saturated. If this is the last one and we have to pull up the ladder after it, I, so, that's fine. He's so good he's talking so about acting. Good talking about acting and what then being real? and then being and he's and when he's sitting there like toasting himself <laughs> and then he gets told uh second half Tony. <laughs> Everything about it is so good. It's not him, obviously, because they show a lot of shots of the actual mascot, like running around on the field. Which clearly they shot at a game. Which somewhere. is clearly yeah. like a much younger person. But you can hear. But he's doing the voiceover and like saying, "Like, ah, oh, they love me." See, I, I have. This is honestly. I want to give this one. I just want to like give it the award right now. I just worry that it's because of recency bias because no. you just saw it for the first time. I'm telling you, that I, would knock I, the Sunday ticket off the list. That would probably be the the one that um you know challenges it the most. The migration, but I'm willing I love to go migration, with this one. but I just think this is funnier. Migration yeah. is great. Migration is funny. Um, but it, and it is visually interesting in a way that this one isn't exactly. But like his performance just sells it. Like yeah. he's so funny, and it's so great that someone like him who and 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 also like the idea that somebody had, which was like he was in a movie called Red Dragon. Like let's let's have yeah. him do this is so good. All right, I'm with you. I love it. That's so well, good. Or, I'm so or, glad or, that do we you have any more comedy ones? Um, that was the last one. That was it. Yeah, that, right. that was it. Let's give it to I Red Dragon. Yeah, I'm, I'm going through this. Like the Uber Eats one was funny, but I like Red Dragon. I'm sad better. that I missed that on TV. Yeah. I must have had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, or something. yeah. It was the sec- seventh longest Super Bowl on record. Oh, really? Yeah, it was no, very I long. Must have been long. I saw um, right before the show that somebody had, and actually a big Cougars fan too, so I, they don't really win much. Um, had posted something like I'm just plays a really stupid bet that this is going to go into overtime and the Super Bowl never goes into overtime. And I was thinking about that person when they when it went into Lucky overtime. Them. All right. Well, can, well, you know, congratulations, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Finally bringing home some brass. That'll you be know? nice. Yeah. Something Love to put on the mantle. <laughs> okay. Best use of celebrity. I think we'll have talked about most of these. So let me list the ones that would fit the category. Sarah Vay with Michael Sarah. Strong contender. Still hasn't won. Still th- hasn't No, I won. think we gave it to um, best best new artist. Best new artist was Sarah Vay. The okay. only my only question, my only quibble with it as best use of celebrity is like I think part of what I view as like the use of the celebrity is like how much is somebody's fame as as a commodity being leveraged yes. for this success? And Michael exactly. Sarah, of course, is a well known person, a celebrity for sure, but he's not. Beyonce, he's not he's not Ben Affleck. Yes, and J Lo and Tom Brady. You know, like or Christopher Walken. Or Christopher Walken. And honestly, the and for me, it's more than just like the size. Uh, it's not just the, the size the of the size celebrity, of but it's like how it. honestly, like the the Walken one is it, the, to me it's like right now with his the idea of his it's celebrity, the idea of yes. his celebrity, and it's done in such a good way. So the Christopher Walken BMW um, talking like Walken I is like that leading a lot. it for yeah. me. Duncan Dunkings we've talked about quite a bit they've gotten their award i think matt damon playing with matt damon's celebrity in that is very fun yes yeah that is true but they have they have won one award already right yeah but yeah there's i mean i know but there's there are good ones i want to make sure all the ones i like it's not everybody can take home a a bully but the good ones should all right quinta brunson was in a turbo tax ad that had a lot of build up for a pretty basic ad it's so basic she's charming she's beautiful 
Charming. Beautiful, charming. Um, when she... I love that dress. If there was best yeah. costumes, I'd put it in and there. And there's a quick moment where she doesn't finish a thought and it edits away. She's like, what if some of my investments... And then it yeah. just ends and like that was a really funny moment. No, she's moment, a talent, but... no question. And she's got a lot of charisma, but the ad itself was nothing special. Uh, t- so she was advertising TurboTax. DraftKings had Kevin Hart and... Um... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of a different one. I was thinking of a different... Uh, Kevin Hart commercial DraftKings had him doing a Jimmy Johnson impression this aired before the game is it worth playing here let's skip it I don't think it was that great yeah I want to play this one for you. Yeah, I didn't see this Not one. Not because I think it's going to win, but you didn't see it, and I think it's really interesting. It's for Silk, the I love soy dunking milk. on Jeremy Renner. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, I used to like dunking on Jerry, uh, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, or, I, love, or, I love dunking on Jerry Renner. <laughs> Jer Bear, as I call him. That's the biggest you can do is just call him Jerry Renner. <laughs> but the thing is, he was in that, you know, really serious accident, almost lost his life. And Didn't so we determined that it's now okay to make fun of him again. I, I don't I know. I think we covered it on this very show. Well, maybe we can now because this is his great comeback okay. to the small screen. Like the whole point of this commercial is Jeremy Renner's back, baby. And I think it's funny and that his, his back is back. And his back is back. It, it begins, the commercial begins with a shot of him kind of I holding his back in the morning morning as he comes into the kitchen but then um he starts whipping things around i guess as a nod to all of his action films or maybe the marvel one specifically i don't really know but he's just in the kitchen and he's uh, as he wakes Arrow up Man. as he wakes up more and more it's bowman um but he starts <laughs> like kind of whipping things around the kitchen he whips a wooden spoon through a milk container in front of his daughter and, and it's basically like in He's like, I'm back. I'm my routine is back. He says to his daughter or something like that. And like the Jeremy Renner is not a despicable person in any way, except he constantly falls into this trap of thinking people care about the Rennerverse more than he does. And when I say the Rennerverse, or I use all, that even. very specifically because he created a website called the yes, Rennerverse. He tried to create, he's like, instead of going on other social media and talking about me, why don't y'all come over to my social yes, media platform called the Rennerverse? my desire to make Jerry Renner didn't come out of, <laughs> didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of him trying to have okay, a Rennerverse. you win the negging category. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it's like, we're all, I mean, it definitely has this air of it's like, oh man, I'm back, you guys, I'm back. And it's like, yeah, in a silk commercial. Take some milk out of the fridge. Whoa. I feel good. I knew that I would I feel good. The CGI is so bad when he jumps so on the counter. Yeah. I got you. Hello, Dad. Yeah, you know, just getting back in my routine. Like he's so proud of himself, and again, like I'm clearly, glad that he's healthy. I'm again. glad that he's healthy, of course. And I and you can't that fault the like... man and Silk for being like, oh, let's play with the idea of him being in, re- you know, being mm-hmm. in a in a rehabilitation, uh, you know, process here. And uh, you know, obviously, it's a nod to that. Um, but nah. But nah. Um, again, Tom Brady and Vince Vaughn. Um, in Very funny. The Bet MGM. Um, I didn't. This is I didn't belly. Though. I didn't belly. Oh, this is 
This is oh right, we're, we're still celebrities. Celebrity, Sorry, yeah. I, I, I was back on comedy. Um, let's see here, Bud Light Genie. We talked about. I don't think. Um, I guess it had Post Malone and a bunch of people and Peyton and, Manning. And who cares? But... Um, oh, Chris Pratt plays Mr. Pringles. I would say this is skippable too. Unless yeah, you have strong he looks. He he goes into a store. He has a Pringles. Mr. Pringles style mustache. The only funny joke in it, and I had to watch it two or three times to get the joke, is he doesn't really believe that he looks like Mr. Pringle until he turns the Pringle can towards his phone and it opens his face recognition. Oh, I didn't notice so that. So that's a subtle joke that, that I think is a f- that is very funny. funny, but like they, it's so quick that there's no way anybody got it. Like, as the sh- as the show was playing live, yeah, that's interesting. Um, the Uber Eats had a lot of celebs in it, Jennifer Aniston especially. Um, let's see here, Michelob Ultra had a commercial with Lionel Messi um, and Jason Sudeikis and Dan Marino. Very Miami based ad. Lionel Messi um, signed with whatever the Miami yeah. soccer team was for like a record breaking contract right. last and year. He goes to get a Mick Ultra, and for some reason the keg malfunctions or runs out or whatever, and the the bartender has to. Go go get another one. So while he's waiting, he kicks a soccer ball around on a beach and Jason Sudeikis is like, hey, it's my bro. And yeah, he kicks now, it onto a boat with Dan Marino. The you funny- don't know if Messi was actually ever on the um, Sudeikis TV show. Do you? I don't know because uh, I've never I'm, seen why it. Why am I blanking on the name? My brain um, is totally dead. Uh, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, yeah. But obviously... The joke is that, like, yeah, we go way back. Right. And it's possible that he was on it. I just really don't know. And then Dan Marino, again, a Miami connection because he was the quarterback, as we were talking before. Never won the Super Bowl. Never. I know. I was telling you that earlier. <laughs> is this our second Marino? Because I feel like Marino was in three, but maybe it was only two. He was, well, obviously he was in the uh, Eminem one. And yeah, maybe this is it for now. Yeah. I wonder if Marino's having a moment for some reason that I'm that I'm unaware of. But um, I think we're both thinking what the funniest part of this commercial is. What what was it for you? I thought you started to say a second ago the funniest part of this is. Oh, just that his the Dan Marino's boat is named yeah. Dan Marina. Exactly. The Dan Marina yeah. is the name of his boat. I thought that was really funny. Um, you have the Starry commercial with Ice Spice again uh, under Celebrity. Um, I'm sorry, but Ice Spice is not famous enough for this. Oh, okay. Did did you, did I did I make the mistake of putting that in the category? I mean, it wasn't a mistake. I'm just I am announcing okay. that this cannot win the category because I have deemed her not to be famous enough. I would say that that is just a pop culture blindness on our part but well whose um, show was it yours um popeyes with ken jung again t-mobile auditions has a million celebrities in it and i think well utilized we could consider that one well utilized um the very famous danny devito commercial <laughs> that also has arnold schwarzenegger in it uh the coors light chill train is one of the worst things i've ever seen what in the living hell if there was any is this commercial about i should we watch it again to see if it makes sense the next day it is so bad and the worst part about it is when at the end the train busts in through the house and LL Cool J leans out the window and somebody in the party goes, hey, LL Cool J. Yes, exactly. It made me think of that line we always make fun of from um, the sequel to Get Shorty where Be Cool, where, be cool, where uh, Steven Tyler refers to his bandmate as Joe Perry so that we know who he's talking about. Right, right. Whereas... It would be like if I was like, oh, I saw Andrew Walsh today. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, like well, yeah, why are you know. doing And it's also LL Cool J. Like Just, nobody call. You can call him LL if you want. Mr. But J. also, we all know who he is. He's very famous. You don't need to. It's, he's not like some obscure sports guy who like 
the 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 lay people need an introduction to we all know who ll cool J well again is. though i guess we should be cognizant of like probably a lot of super bowl viewers or at least the again preferred i would super bowl viewers refer you super to the bowl. fact that this is my show <laughs> no more about, about who Ice Spice than ll cool j who would <laughs> be like johnny mathis to young people <laughs> like so let's just sort of consider LL that cool j is the johnny mathis of his day a lot of people forget that so what so this i had to look this up so i guess uh laney wilson is a country music that singer. i did now there's someone who they could have had identified by name that would have been helpful and so it doesn't make this commercial makes zero sense i'll tell you at the, first i thought it was a dr pepper commercial for fansville right because we see a bunch of like fans wearing generic fan gear in, in somebody's home and clearly a teenage girl has brought home her new boyfriend or somebody she's seeing and he's wearing the wrong team colors. But it's all generic. The family's yeah. all wearing purple and gold jerseys and now she's brought home this guy who's wearing a light blue and yellow jersey. Right. And then to break the tension, she says, oh, let's all have a Coors Light because he's obviously made everybody feel awkward by rooting for the wrong team. Then for no reason for whatsoever. For no reason whatsoever, the Coors Light bullet train i guess it's the silver bullet whatever the chill train the chill I train it's called bus out of a mountain bus out of a mountain bus randomly randomly like bus runs through a sub suburb runs through like a train runs through a, across a beach just like run through all these like random scenes through a country through a, a set uh somewhere where yeah where the country music singer is singing yeah and then ll leans out the window and it lands in this couple's home sorry yes it crashes into this home where this football watching party is happening somebody identifies ll cool j by his full name and he says oh i'm sorry i forgot to play the song it makes no sense which i guess maybe the children maybe they've because the song is come on yeah which they've they've had this train and that song for a while sure but like it's never linked to there was there a longer version of this like it doesn't make any yeah, sense yeah it feels like it's like the the second or third in a series of commercials that we haven't seen the first part this of. feels like ai to me maybe like take elements okay family rooting football the train. awkward situation then the train bus out from nowhere we see some guy hanging his like dainty underwear in the <laughs> suburb i don't know if he's a celebrity people on the beach watch this train go by we've totally forgotten about this family right then the train comes to the family and it's ll cool j for no re it's just it makes no sense it's, it's terrible he's here. Anyone want a Coors Light? Here comes the train. He's here. Anyone want a Coors Light? The idea of the family being awkward has nothing to do with anything. Oh, shoot. I forgot to play the song. Thanks, LL Cool J. I got a guy who can fix this. I got a guy who can fix this as a Thanks reference. Thanks, LL Cool J is unintentionally hilarious. That woman who says, Thanks, LL Cool J, has she been in another commercial or something? She she's actually kind of looks a, a little She's an attractive woman. Yeah. I, I don't recognize her. No, she's not her. listed as anything. That commercial is an abortion. Like, what in the hell? I mean, it, 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 none of it makes sense. It angers me how yeah. bad that commercial yeah, it's is. it's really terrible. Um, you had the Gronk missing Good the use of $7 million, Coors Light. Oh, my Light. God. Just to air it. Just to air it. And then this is another one, and I'm sorry to be Mr. Negative, but this is another one that makes me angry. What the hell is the point of the Squarespace commercial? Okay, so this is the one I got confused with the apartments.com because it's also got aliens. This is very much, um, 
Independence Day like visuals. So we're in a city, some huge flying saucers like kind of like hover over the city. But everybody's paying attention to what's on their phone because they're so glued to their screen. So the only things that that are real to them are things that have web pages. And so finally, the aliens make a web page with Squarespace that says hello down there. And then everyone's like, oh, now there's we see that there's aliens because it's on our phones. And then oh, cameo from Martin Scorsese, who like looks out of the window of his limousine and says, like, I told you not to take this route. There's always traffic. Or he says this always happens. This always happens. Whatever. As if an alien invasion always happens. Yeah. I watched this twice, once live and then once today, and I could not figure out what it was about. It was because everybody's nose is in their phones all the time. Because of you need a web page. Because of you need a web page. Because of you need a web page. Uh-oh, it's, <laughs> it's contagious. <laughs> the Andrew Talkie disease. <laughs> um, I stand by because of you need a web page. <laughs> we're two and a half hours into this, Oh, my way. God, we got to get going. We, so I see. So the flying saucers. I could not figure out what the point was. <laughs> Okay, so all across the world, and the aliens are frustrated, right. so they create a web page with Squarespace because everybody's on their goddamn phones. Hello down there, and then they all look up, and now for absolutely no reason, Scorsese. And now for no reason, Martin Scorsese. I told you to take Broadway. This always happens. A website makes it real. Okay, at least I understand it. I'm less angry now. Yeah. Like that that course commercial. Bad. Somebody give me the Squarespace explanation on that course commercial. No, I don't think there is one. Like, did that train appear in a movie with Fansville? Like, somebody make that one make sense for me. I don't know. It's really bad. Um, Okay, so the T-Mobile commercial with uh, Momoa and the boys. You had Beyonce. Beyonce and Tony Hale. I feel like... Celebrity. That is such a good use of her celebrity because it's... I mean, it's literally about breaking the internet and breaking... You know, like it's like what? How powerful is her celebrity? It it is a commercial about her, the power that of her is celebrity, true. and she looks great, and the visuals are stunning. We had another, didn't we? Mark one above that we thought was a good contender for this as well. We liked we, we liked talking like walking. Okay, talking lot, like which walking, which I think is equally in its own subtle way. It's it's like a much quieter kind of ad, but it's also okay. playing with the idea of his celebrity. So Beyonce with Verizon, talking like walking for BMW. I would say the Paramount Plus one is. Is very much celebrity based. Yes, I agree. Um, Less cleverly so, but it gets a lot of celebrity together. It made me laugh. I guess you got to give it a demerit because of how kind of neutered it was. Neutered on the, it was on the TV on version. The, yeah. My my votes are for. So we've been through all of these now. No, I was oh. just. I, we're like, uh, you had Kate McKinnon. We talked about that last week with Hellman's the Mayo Cat. That one does nothing for me. Very celebrity based because of the Pete Davidson tie-in, but yeah. whatever. Aubrey Plaza, um, selling Mountain Dew with a cameo from um, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. It's playing with her the idea of her celebrity a little bit, but it doesn't really do anything for me. Martin Lawrence and Shannon Sharp were in a commercial for Oikos yogurt I that I mentioned last one. week. It's just I it's not at this stage in the game it's not gonna knock anything out of its place, so let's keep going. Tina Faye's booking.com we talked about last week. Like eh. I mean she Had gets Glenn Glenn close. close at the end. Um not a good commercial though. No. The drumstick commercial I threw in there because Eric Andre was on the plane, Dr. Umstick, but that was a that was such a good idea that um 
they really ruined. Um, did you see the Hello Fresh commercial with Kiki Palmer? I didn't. I'm gonna only because you haven't seen it. I'll play it for you. I don't think it's gonna win any awards, but um, it's charming. So Kiki Palmer, I, we know her as like the sister from Nope, right? That sounds right. Um, and I don't know what else, um, but we see a woman in her kitchen. It's not Kiki Palmer. She takes something out of the refrigerator and in the refrigerator kind of being hidden by this object uh, was Kiki Palmer. Plain chicken. Again? Kiki Palmer? Listen, Suze. HelloFresh makes eating better exciting. <laughs> so Kiki Palmer comes out of the refrigerator looking great in a very bright fluorescent in the, green dress. If we had a best costumes. Oh, we could do. Why don't we have a costume? Well, next year. Um, and it's the HelloFresh colors, but it's very, very stunning. Makes eating better exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Smells good. Because it is good. How long were you in the fridge? A long, long time. <laughs> it's not over yet. So now you think the commercial is going to end there at 30 seconds or maybe 15 seconds. But now it's the next morning and the woman, you know, the, the normal woman living in her house is waking up at 7 a.m. Morning, Susan. And there's Kiki Palmer now wearing the same color but in pajamas. She's in bed with the woman. Kiki Palmer? Breakfast? HelloFresh has free breakfast for life. How long have you been here? Just focus on the breakfast. Go to HelloFresh.com and get free breakfast for life with every box. I love the dynamic between these two women. It's pretty I like that charming. Ad. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, I and, don't think Kiki Palmer's famous enough for, I mean, they. let me tell you this. If they have to say your full name, no. they think you're not that famous. Sorry, LL Cool J. Sorry, LL Cool J. Um, I will say this. This is really making a play for Kiki Palmer, most beautiful woman alive. Yeah, she's really stunning in this. She's so stunning. Now, there's one more I have to play for you. I think we should um, put Anthony Hopkins' Red Dragon I mean, in the category, but I don't think it should win two. It shouldn't win two, I guess, but I mean, his fame is a big part of the ad. Now, this next commercial I'm going to play for you, I think you said you missed this. Um, I don't think it's the best commercial by any means. However, case in point... Did this get a message across to me? Okay. We see Tony Romo. And in fact, we took a quiz on TBTL recently where this came up and it was all about the Mandela effect. And apparently it's considered a Mandela effect. I mean, a lower tier Mandela effect that the tennis shoe Skechers is spelled with a T. Oh. And so we, that's more of just a, how do you spell things? Because anyway, the word sketch obviously is spelled with a T. Right. I know that the shoe is not. That's why it's a lower tier Mandela yeah. effect, let's call it. But we see Tony Romo, who's been the Skechers spokesperson or one of the Skechers spokesperson for quite some time. And Skechers big thing now are the slip on on shoes right. I think mostly aimed at older audiences like you can uh, put on your shoes without bending over too much or having to tie them um, and we see Tony Romo standing somewhere and the word Skechers is written above his head misspelled with a T and he's here to tell you that there's no T in Skechers did you know there's no T in Skechers never has been what's he talking about Romo <laughs> and now suddenly <laughs> the wall explodes next to Romo and who's there but in L I gotta say you're gonna L talk about T's in L Mr. T. Did you know there's no T in Skechers? Never has been. What you talking about, Romo? T is always in Skechers. T and these Skechers slip-ins. T and these Skechers slip-ins. I pity the fool have to touch his shoes to put them on. T and these Skechers slip-ins. I pity the fool who bends down to put on their shoes. 
Both of those are funny, I, but I you needed to choose. A... You needed to choose one. You can't use "I pity the fool" twice. Yeah. I just feel like, come on, man. You he doesn't do have it. a lot to work <laughs> no, with. He doesn't. I pity the fool who isn't in Skechers Snippets. See, Romo, T is always in Skechers. I'm just saying, people often misspell Skechers and put a T in it. Quit saying it's not snipping, fool. He sounds like he says start sniffing. He says sniffing. <laughs> he actually says I pity the fool three times. Well, it's like, his only catchphrase, know, Andrew. What else bummer, do you want him to man. say? He's been famous for right. Tell me years. one other line he could say. Don't be a fool, stay in school. I mean, if you can work that into a Skechers ad. <laughs> no, but I mean, he still said, oh, that, oh, yes, right. I pity the fool. He did say, don't be a fool, stay in school, yeah. I believe. All right. right. Uh, but you're still playing But mostly he pities there. fools. That's his main gig. <laughs> he mostly, he's been in the pity. He's been in the pitying business. game of fools for many years now. <laughs> I think of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's like <laughs> pouring Mr. T's cereal into a bowl. Then Pee-wee does an invitation says, I pity the fool that don't eat my cereal. <laughs> that had me laughing in 1988. Uh, it's a lot of celebrity, obviously. That is the category here. Oh but I feel like. Hard one. It's walking. It's Beyonce. Beyonce or the LL Cool. You know, just joking. <laughs> it's um, or maybe the Uber Eats or the Paramount Plus or Paramount Plus. Do you have a favorite of those for this category? Yes. Walking. All right. Well, I think I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. I probably go Beyonce, but I'm I'm happy to go walking. It's a tough one. I'm happy to go walking. <laughs> walking with you anywhere. Um. Yeah. I think for this, I think it's the better commercial. Okay. Yeah. It probably is. I mean, I love Tony Hale, of course, but I think you're right. Like the walking, the joke, and the walk. I mean, I know we're not judging jokes, but I think the celebrity. The use of celebrity is the best. And that's what we're judging here. Okay. Um, we're well over two and a half hours now. Cool, so we cool, need to cool, move cool. quickly. Um, best drama. I'm not going to play it. Volkswagen had an ad called An American Love Story that showed a bunch of sort of nostalgic photos and images of like old Volkswagens like the Bug and the Volkswagen van. And Those are some very, good looking cars. They really are. I mean, I think I guess. It was like some car porn. For real. When I texted you during the Super Bowl, I'm like, hi, I feel like they're <laughs> leaving out one or two really important parts. Both of, of which came up at the party at the at the group I was sitting of VW's with. history, yes, obviously indeed. the people's car under under Hitler, and then um, the and then old the, emissions, <laughs> emissions scandal. scandal. Um, but I guess. They do get around because I'm just like the goal of, again, going for your history. I know that they've done a commercial like this before. And I said the same thing, like when you were created by the Nazis, you can't lean into your history. But in this case, I guess they sort of mitigated that by saying by starting with them coming to America. No, and, nothing happened before that. Exactly. So I will leave that there. Nothing to see here. Nothing to play on this next one. But I know you definitely want to talk about it because this is one of the buzziest and controversial ads, I would say, was the... Jesus He Gets Us commercial. Yes. These have been in Super Bowls before. These have been in a lot of football games that I've seen broadcasts. Uh, this was a new one specifically aimed at like feet washing. It showed, well, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah, so it's a bunch of images. And I will say visually it was very arresting. Mm -hmm. um, it's all these images of people, one person washing another person's feet, as obviously it's a reference to Jesus washing the disciples' feet from the Bible. But all of the feet washing pairs are interesting dichotomies. So you have like a priest washing a gay man's feet. You have a woman washing another woman's feet 
outside of a preg I, I don't know if she's pregnant but like it's implied that she's at an abortion clinic mm-hmm. to get an abortion um, and you get the impression that it's people from different sides of that right. debate who are helping each other um somebody uh like, and like, in that case i believe by the way a protester is happening who's an anti-abortion yeah. protester washing the feet of a young woman who's going in right so, like so and i think uh there's a a white woman washing an immigrant's uh mm-hmm. latino immigrant's feet i forget all of the specific pairings but you can assume it's like a it's one side of an issue washing the other side of it. And usually and the conservative usually more, side. Yep, conservative washing the more the liberal, liberal yeah. side. Yeah. So, and I think, and the, the, the style of the photography was very good. It was sort of like that, um, what do you call it, uh, tilt shift quality where like it almost looks kind of like toy, not toy like, but there's like a, a quality of the image where like the edges are a little blurry mm-hmm. and then there's like hype sharp focus on the the and, main action anyway and it was like it was almost like a three-dimensional photography right. sort of feel to it like it to sort it, of yeah. panned around it but they were still images and well you go ahead it sounds like you have a place you want to take this well i mean it was a i've seen we've all seen or i don't know if we've all seen it but i've seen many times this G, he gets us like i don't know worship our god i guess is the main message um and I feel like it was very stealth to be like, oh, you know, in this because the, the message is in this era of like such polarization and we should love our neighbors. That was Jesus's real message. And I'm a non-believer, but I I like that message. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm for anything that's take care of your neighbor, be kind to your neighbor. But I think this is just like Hobby Lobby, which is a terrible organization. It makes me so mad because I'm a big crafter and mm-hmm. Hobby Lobby is my closest craft store. Now you have to drive all the way over to Michael's right if I want to yeah. if I want to go get craft stuff. Hobby Lobby is a terrible organization. They refused to um, cover. They went to they went to court to not have to cover abortion care. Um, full reproductive care for their employees. And it's not just funded by Hobby Lobby. It's fun- I mean, partially funded by Hobby Lobby. And apparently this campaign has sort of switched funding hands yeah. several times. Yeah. But it's all, you know, conservative, all Christian, conservative you know, like yeah. people who have who have funded campaigns that are anti-LGBTQ. But like, get the fuck off of your high horse with your, with your beauty, with your lovely images about, um, like, like, put your... Show me through your actions that you care about immigrants and pregnant women and gay people and trans people. Like, fuck off with this. Like, this is just whitewashing. It is. It's, well, here's my take on it. My feelings are slightly more complex on this because I, I, whenever I see these, I have that knee-jerk reaction, too, of just sort of We like, all know what the, what kind of legislation these motherfuckers are, are advocating and lobbying for. So you said before, obviously, the point of this is, like, to get everybody to worship Jesus. And I would say I don't know that that is the point. And that's why I think this is slightly more interesting. While all of those organizations funding those despicable causes causes me much agita, I'm not painting over that but to talk about this as an advertising campaign because I'm always like what are you trying to do and I don't think this is I could be wrong but I don't think this is an ad where its stated mission would be to convert more people to believe in Jesus or the teachings of Jesus I think that and maybe I'm being Pollyanna-ish about it what I like to think especially since it's framed as conservative people who might be against certain issues um, or not supportive uh, of certain people, maybe is a better way of putting that, still taking the time to to treat them like human beings. If this is a message 
two Christians who already believe and believe in Jesus and probably support causes that you and I don't agree with. But it's reminding those Christians to that we are all still humans and that we uh, we sinners on the left should still be considered humans. And, you know, I was doing some more reading about this like that ain't the worst. Well, then let me pose this to you, Andrew. Why don't you do some things with your money to support not having like why don't you support some things that actually like make the world a more loving place instead of advocating for policies that are horrible for gay people and trans people like whether they're talking to a non-believer saying become a believer or an existing believer and saying be a more christian be more uh, like live in the example that jesus set i don't want to fucking hear it from you hobby lobby well, obviously, but I do think that your rage on this issue, though, which is justifiable, is separating the reality of the organization from the marketing campaign. And I'm just talking about the marketing campaign specifically. I, If you were to say, is this a good commercial? Is this an, is this an effective commercial? The whole campaign, every even the Super Bowl last year, football games this year. I usually stop. And then when I see it, I'm like, oh, it's these fucking Jesus ads again. So I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, like these these ad, like I want to defend the actions of what these organizations are doing. Otherwise, yes, of course, I agree with you on all of that stuff fundamentally. But if we're talking about marketing, if we're talking about commercials and we're talking about effectively delivering a message, I would say that this should win the category. No, I don't think it should win the category, but I, I think that, that that's what I'm no, analyzing I think it's here. Good. I mean, I think it's well executed. What enrages me is that it's well executed. Yeah. Because I think it's an absolute lie. Yeah. No, it's true. It's, it's not... Um, I mean, there was a press release or it was a press release. I was reading. I read several articles about this today. And like, you know, like the somebody responded like, well, yeah, of course, we do want to remind our congregants or whatever word they used that trans people, queer people, people who get abortions are human beings who deserve dignity and respect. And like if they are and I agree with you that I want to see them change everything, but th these policies and beliefs that they have that are related to their religion is baked into them. And that's why I don't belong to those religions because I don't believe in those things. But if you have people who fundamentally believe in something as wrong, but they're just trying to make the small step of reminding their congregants to at least address these issues with a certain amount of dignity, I'll take that over the opposite. I'll take that over Trump. Sure. Yes. Like if I just don't think it's sincere. I think it's I think it's window dressing. So then to just so what is the purpose just to make their organization seem more loving yes. than they really are? It's to make someone it's to make someone who is in the mushy middle, not me. Yeah. Someone yeah. who is in the mushy middle think like, oh, you know, I might not be a believer or a practicing Christian, but I can appreciate that uh, that that this organization or the people who hold who who adhere to this faith are are coming from a place of humility and well-meaning mm -hmm. and want to treat everybody you know at, you know opera you know act as as jesus did and, and follow that good example and i can mm -hmm. appreciate that and it gives me a warm feeling about the people who are advocating for these 
for uh, I mean I just I do think like I I'm not the first person to say this but I think it's like Christian nationalism in sh- in sheep's clothing. Mm-hmm. No, I could I can definitely see that, and if I think about it too much, then I get so I go down the rage spiral, right? And so I, I get that it's like a like you say religion washing or whatever. I think like, it's camouflage. Um, but again, I guess I just sort of feel like, well, if this if this reaches one person who stopped, not that I give a shit if you drink Bud Light, but if it's like one hate filled person who stopped drinking Bud Light because Bud Light did a promotion, a micro promotion about a trans person or celebrating a trans person, and if that person is kind of like. Um, oh, you know what? I don't need to have this vitriol. That's a lot to put on one commercial, but I, I would hope that maybe that's that's better than some of the other marketing. That See, I've what seen. I, I I just don't think that's their audience. I think yeah. their audience is is like the average person who's in the mushy middle, who they are. Ju- it's just it's just whitewashing. It's just it's just image. It's just it's just it's image hygiene for them. Um. So then there was the um foundation to combat anti-Semitism. We yeah, talked which about I thought that was one. a pretty solid one. And oh, that's what I was going to mention earlier too. Both of these, even though obviously you feel very differently about them, I sort of thought that like starting both of these messages with sort of showing the quote unquote other side or trying to be kind of universal. I thought that like the the campaign to combat anti-Semitism before you get to that part in the ad, you see somebody covering up um, anti-Muslim graffiti. Right. It sort of does the same thing of laying some groundwork and right. trying to seem inclusive. Some, some common ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't really remember much about this Bass Pro Shop. We don't need um, to play it. Boat it's just, commercial. It just seems so like janky. It's so janky. It's just like, it's just it's like th- this guy who founded Bass Pro Shops, I guess, or somebody, some old guy invented a boat and he and his son would go fishing on it oh my god it was so funny it was just like so norm it was just a misty watercolor memory yeah um it was and very not like, not, not like high production value or anything <laughs> no oh genevieve i am such an idiot and i admitted it on tbtl today so i just have to admit it again uh <laughs> i didn't know what this kennedy did you know, for president did you know had. that he, that rfk jr is running i knew that rfk jr was running i mean i remember reading about it and yeah. the divisiveness that goes along with that because he's a loon he's a total he, loon he's the trump of the left and um but now he's running as an independent yeah i think but anyway, he's an so anti-vaxxer I, I knew it, but like, he believes all this crazy shit when i was watching this so we have this commercial i'm gonna play it because the sound is actually relevant you just see a bunch of like kind of it looks like vintage style um uh, campaign posters and, and it's stuff. the real song and it's from a real JFK's song from JFK's campaign, campaign, campaign but it doesn't have JFK in it but my problem was I didn't recognize who was the man in this commercial I thought this was some joke that we're going to look up later that like Kennedy is a snack or something like that. I didn't know that this was a legit campaign commercial. It's wild. I'm an idiot, man. I'm so dumb. Well, they're very sneaky about it. If you don't know what RFK Jr. looks like, yeah, you he, they never identify him by name other than his last name. Then Kennedy. And um, apparently... And they do show... Was that RFK or JFK? I'm not sure. Obviously, I'm not great on this topic. They show one of the older Kennedys at, at the podium. And it does say vote independent. But yeah. I thought this was some nostalgic thing, but w- with a joke with a different person's face in it. And I didn't know what was going on until Luke said, oh, that RFK ad. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm such <laughs> an idiot. But um, there was some news today that this was a super PAC that ran that yeah. he claims to have not known anything about it and has Bull- apologized to his family. Shit. Yeah, no, he's a wackadoo. I said, oh, I thought this was just something that was supposed to go viral. Luke's like, don't say yeah, that around the him. The Kennedy clan was... <laughs> Uh, viral the uh, ha, ha. the Kennedy clan was 
hella pissed. For best drama, it's not worth playing here. I think because it's very long. It's like full two minutes because it's an F. It's an NFL commercial that aired during their own time, so they let it go long. But it's like a little mini movie about a little boy uh, growing up in Ghana yeah. who is a huge American football fan. Yeah, it's like off a quite very a, cute. It's so cute. He has these. this little boy who's just obsessed with American football, and he's constantly like playing American football with his with the his imaginary friends which are American Saquon, football stars. Uh, Barkley Jr. Yeah. is one of um um uh, Jordan Jefferson or whatever the receiver for the Vikings is. He's running He's through, running through the market. streets and like kind of dancing with them and playing football but then they disappear cuz they're just in his imagination. Yeah. But then he follows a dog steals his football. He follows the dog to get it back and it takes him to a practice space where they're actually training kids to play American mm-hmm. football, and he's like, you know, in heaven now. Justin Jefferson is the name I was looking for, not Jordan. Sorry, Vikings. And fans. it was very sweet, and it's like hard. It's hard not to like get you know feel some feelings about this little story. I started laughing because there were some good, cute little visual jokes in it. At one point, I think Barkley says, "Hey, like." the kid loses his ball or something and Barkley's like, you can't blame me. I'm not even here. And he just like disappears and his cup falls on the ground. And then at the end, it's very not touching. His, not his athletic cup. No, no, no. The cup he was drinking from the coconut. <laughs> um, and then at the end, I'm like tearing up because like this guy is like, no, you believe in your dreams. You can do this. And he's yeah. talking to the little boy. And then the little boy just reaches out and, and just touches his to shoulder. Sure just pokes, pokes his shoulder. It's with his neck finger. And he's like, I just wanted to make sure you were real. And I'm like, oh, don't do that to me. NFL but uh, I also like was thinking like yeah but like the NFL it does such a good job of making the NFL seem heroic yes, and it's not it's, it's not. a terrible organization that is now trying to spread globally and you're trying to make me cry about it and as Camaro Kev said now you can get CTE in every country <laughs> right exactly Pfizer would have been a drama ah maybe I don't know would you put that Pfizer ad in the best drama I don't know if it's even quality like it's more of like a musical or yeah okay I'll I just delete know. it from our show sheet uh, we already talked about that one oh the NFL had an anti-bullying ad this one I thought was was like would you play this yeah. one do we have time no yeah. we don't why not let's just well, yeah, I mean, let's just go for four hours like the fo- like the super oh, bowl shit. we are almost to three hours here so oh we need to God. wrap this up really quickly we don't have too many commercials we haven't already yeah. talked about okay. left so i just thought this one was kind of moving it's a bunch of football players looking directly at the camera and saying things that bullied kids feel Yes, and I but think... Hear, but that, hearing it come from, like, a successful football player kind of, like, is jarring. Yeah, it starts with George Kittle, I think. Yeah. No one wants to be my friend. Or no, the, I'm sorry, that's um, Cam Hayward. Uh, is I think he might be on the, pir- um, the Pirates. Steelers. The Steelers, are there? No one wants to be my friend. If I told someone, it would only get worse. Scared to be alone. Scared for what's waiting for me around every corner. I can't stand up for myself. These are the stories of kids that were bullied. One in five have experienced this in school. So the NFL is working to give them the tools to create healthier relationships. We've helped more than two million students. Together, we can help even more at characterplaybook.com. very loose description. We've helped more than two million students. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Tell you what, it makes me sort of feel bad for calling that guy, hey, where'd you blow me during (laughs) Browns and Steelers games? I feel like my hands are... You bullied Cam Hayward? (laughs) My hands are not cleaner. That is true. I don't know if you remember that. I always yell that at the TV. TV. Um, All right. So that's pretty good. Um, Buzz... um, 
Budweiser had the Clydesdales. They, like, they delivered mm, it to a snowed-in bar that somehow is still open. Nothing Has burger. no beer, but is remains open. Uh, I don't think you would count this as a drama, but did but I, I don't know where to put it. Did you see the Dove Girls Sports one? I think one drama to, is, the right, knock is the right comment. Uh, it starts com- off category. kind of jauntily, like girls playing sports, falling on their ass from time to time, whatever. But then like the commercial halfway through gets to a point where you see a little girl getting ready for a swim meet, but then like suddenly like really looking at herself in her bathing suit and trying to kind of pull it down over yeah, her more. The, just suddenly the way, feeling uncomfortable. The way uncomfortable. society makes girls feel uncomfortable in their skins. Yeah, and, and saying that like you know so many percentage of girls stop playing sports when yeah. they start getting self-conscious and so what dove is doing to like kind of encourage girls That's why in I stopped. sports <laughs> not because yeah. i was bad now i'm surprised this wasn't on your list the uh in frame the google pixel guided frame commercial did you see this shit i think this must have been in the in the one that i missed in the break that i missed oh maybe cuz i thought this was a good one that oh no i'm sorry this is about low vision yes yes i did see and this i don't know why i didn't grab people. it it's so interesting to me because I think it's pretty well done. It's it I've takes been seeing, you on I think, kind of a. I think the reason I didn't grab it is that I've been seeing it a lot before the Super Bowl, and so I know it's still a Super Bowl ad. Obviously, it played during the Super Bowl, but I've seen it in many other. You know, it's been running. This wasn't a Super Bowl ad. I mean, it was. It but was, I mean, it wasn't made as a Super Bowl ad. No, because I've seen it. Other oh, then places. it doesn't count. Okay, but I will say it was a really, really good commercial. Uh, and you, you've been seeing it for more than a week, right? So this isn't like the. Big I don't know. Game I mean, I've definitely seen it before the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're not. They're not listing this as a Super Bowl commercial on YouTube. Oh, in fact, uh, published February second, so about ten days ago. But. Um, I'll just tell the story of it because it's one of those things where it really connects back to the service. And it starts by saying, for many people with blindness or low vision, there hasn't always been an easy way to capture daily life. And you see a very blurry um, image of a guy trying to take a, um, a selfie and the camera is telling him, no, move one head in frame you know, move camera up or it's something like that. It's giving him audio directions for how to take a picture where um, he's in it. And then it's, and it starts with a selfie and then it starts with, and then it goes to like him making, well, I'll just play it. It's like him making dinner for one. And then it's like him and a dog. And then it's uh, him and a date. And then eventually it's him and the date are going camping. And then eventually at the very end, and it's very sentimental, it's kind of like two heads in frame. Then he lowers and it's like three heads in frame yeah. and he and his date are now, you know, having a, a baby together in the hospital. One face in frame. Hold for photo. Dinner for one. Hello. One face and one head in frame. Look who's here. <laughs> Two faces in frame. Happy birthday. We see their relationship sort of blossoming through this, going to games and stuff together until they have a baby together. I didn't realize it's not a Super Bowl ad, but worth talking about. I mean, is it not as... It clearly came out the, like... All right, I'll leave the it in the show before sheet. the Super Bowl is. It was, I think, it qualified. I don't know if it can win best drama though. If it wasn't made for the Super Bowl, if it was airing ahead of time, you. I had... mean, a lot of these aired ahead of time, right? Like the pre, they got previewed. Not a, not on tel- If it yeah. aired on television. Before the Super Bowl, I just Bowl know that I saw it. I mean, I don't yeah. remember what platform I was on. What was this piece of shit for? Oh, Kia? we didn't. We didn't like this one. It made no sense. I'll tell you the story as Kevin, as Kamara Kev told it to me <laughs> when I said I don't understand what happened. He said, "There's a little girl and she's uh, doing a ice skating uh, performance or, mm-hmm. or recital, and her grandpa can't make it, 
Yeah, because we see her dad applauding her, but there's an empty seat next to him. Yes, and he and the grandpa doesn't make it. So then the dad get like loads everything into the Kia and they drive up the electric Kia. The electric Kia, which is able to drive up to the grandparents' house, which is somewhere far away where they can't get out of it i guess which is as kevin said maybe they need to be in a in an assisted living facility yeah closer to the city i oh so city. you think it's the snow that kept the grandpa because he's also in a wheelchair so i wasn't sure so if it's it was a whole like, thing there's maybe a lot of he's reasons. gotten to an age where he can't go to the matches anymore. luckily the grandpa has a perfectly smooth ice pond in front of his house so she does her routine for him in front of his house and then so he can see it and then he gives her a perfect 10 drawing it into the steam on the window but you but do they use the car to light up all the lights around the so he's got not only does he have this perfectly maintained ice oh and the car also pond. acts as a generator i think the car acts as a generator the dad drives up they park the car next to the pond and i think they plug all these lights that are meticulously yeah. <laughs> strung really around the pond into the hard car. Hard to believe that I was think. all set up for them. I can't tell. Are they using the car as a generator? Is that what they're doing there? Am I an idiot? Am I being fooled by the commercial? Or is he charging it there? Anyway, I don't know. It's so. I just gave you the broad stroke. It's so sentimental and so stupid. Um, as is this next one. Although you and I, this is one of the few that you and I talked about, and I was so mad at this last night because I'm so sick of hater culture. Like they're all, I know that athletes have to say this all the time. They have to go on the field with a chip on their shoulder. So they have to hang on to every little insult. And my colleagues really didn't like this one either. They said, they said I couldn't do it. They said I wouldn't, would I would never make anything of myself. They said I would always stink my whole, like who are these people in your life (laughs) who are so negative towards you? I can't remember. I made the point that there's a difference between saying, you stink and you're terrible and you'll never amount to anything and saying to potentially like like for example if I had a child who was a good high school athlete I might not I might say to that child hey I think you should have a plan b besides the NFL or or the MLB or whatever would you say you'll never build anything is that the type of thing that I'm supposed to believe people human beings are telling other human beings you'll never build anything I'm just saying I don't know I do think people get discouraged sometimes even if it's not as an explicit of terms as you're describing this fake clapback culture is so irritating to me they say I'll never open my own business or get my degree I bet a lot of kids do hear they're never going to get a college degree. That is the only one that I could. And then again, I know that I'm a privileged white guy. So like a lot of. And even you were told you probably could fail. I I will fail at college. I will say that my guidance counselor in high school at a college prep school said, well, you should be in this ad. (laughs) But but some of these are so they said I will never make my own movie. We're seeing all these shots of like young people from all walks of life um, sort of like contemplating things while we see the script on the screen. They say uh, I will never make my own movie or build something you know how everybody's going around you'll never Genevieve you'll never build something that happens all the time I think that the way it's framed here is more explicit than the messages that people do get in real life which can be discouraging they say I'm too old to learn something new older people hear that all the time too young to change the world but I say Watch me. I'm going to make AI do it for me. Yes, and then the whole thing is for a Microsoft product called Copilot. That's what my colleagues didn't like. So it's like, 
everybody has told me, like, I am just, I'm working out here, and everybody just keeps on telling me, nope, you're never going to do anything. You should really just give up on any dream you possibly have and just go play Horse Commander 3. And But I'm like, you know what? No, with AI, I'm going to create some fake shit. Yeah. <laughs> what a that, weird message. That's what drove everybody crazy in my office. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for best drama. So we got to pick one here. I mean, the weird thing is, as far as a commercial is concerned, is I think that the feet washing one is probably like the one that got the most attention, had a message, got it across. It's just that I don't think either one of us are comfortable getting it and giving it an award. I think Born to Play is a strong contender. Oh, yes, yes. Born to Play. I'm willing to give it to Born to Play. CTE or no. Thank you, Hobby Lobby, for making me feel good about giving an award to the NFL. Good job. (laughs) Are there any congratulations, NFL? Are there any? You're the least bad option. Are there any cigarette companies that I can uh, that I can give the honors to? I'd also willing to give it to Pixel Guided Frame. Um, Yeah, except I'm worried that that's not a Super Bowl commercial now. I would have too. But okay, let's give it to that NFL spot. And uh, okay. We don't have to belabor this. I've talked about all of my haterade, but uh, worst uh, Super Bowl commercial. You yeah, didn't add anything. This is anything the only here. bully nobody wants to win. So here, I don't think you added anything. So my apologies if, if something is missing here. Coors Light Chill Train is a top contender Very for bad. me. Um, Squarespace, thanks to my beloved, I understand it now. Yeah, I'm actually it's deleting not, it. It's yeah, it's not the worst. Homes.com got me mad. Not bad. Not good. Really. Not not bad. To say that it's terrible. Not bad. What I was trying to say. Not bad to be the best worst. (laughs) E-Trade had babies playing pickleball. We knew that and we skipped it last week for a reason. Ring of Comfort is so terrible. Uh, M&M's Ring of Comfort is awful. Kia ice skating. I hate it. Us describing it made it a little bit better. It's not the worst. It's just generic. And then the Microsoft AI commercial I just played for you. Um, Okay, so I'll leave that one alone. That's just my own like irritation. With For it. me, it's either it's Ring be, of Comfort or it's got to be Coors Light. It is Coors so Light. bad. It it's, makes Ring of Comfort and Home make sense. Yeah, in, right. By comparison, it's really bad. So yeah, I mean, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's not just a bad Super Bowl commercial. It's one of the worst commercials I've ever it's seen. It's not in even my good life. for just like a run of the mill. Just. Watching TV commercials, so I know nothing okay. is good about it. So hopefully this will be a sorry more, LL Cool J. Hopefully this will be a more fun uh, segment here. <laughs> um, uh, let's but a see hard here. choice overall MVP. Yeah. Pluto's couch potatoes. Do love it. Cerave has Cerave won. I it keep won best new that. artist. Okay, so I'd be okay skipping that. Yeah. Um, the Dung Kings have won musical, right? They did win musical. YouTube NFL Sunday Ticket migration. I love that commercial, but I it doesn't it. seem like the big winner. To Unfortunately, me. it just sort of fell between the cracks. But it's a really great ad. Talking like walking, I liked. I even if it hadn't already won something, I don't think it's the best no. of the best. Uber Eats, don't forget, was pretty good. Seeing Schwimmer like destroyed is good, and then um, Anthony Hopkins, Red Dragon. I think this is the one category where something can win twice because if it already won another category, it's like kind of like the best in show dog. Like the dog that wins best in show, yeah. has by definition won another category. I want to give it to Pluto though. I'm fine giving it to Pluto because Pluto hasn't won anything else. Yeah, and, and, and it that's was my it's a strong, first strong favorite. Ad. One. Yeah. I just think that I, I'm I'm playing a little bit of a game here. Like, is it the best out of all of these? Like, did Anthony Hopkins make us laugh more? We talked more about Sarah. I think Vey here, let me let me let me say this. It should be Pluto. It is funny. It mm-hmm. is well designed. It yep. does its job. Yep. 
it is beautiful. I mean, not beautiful, like it's not, but it's it's like visually interesting in a way that the Red Dragon one isn't. Like it's got, it checks every box. Yep. And it doesn't even need a celebrity to do it, which I think is awesome. Maybe the true losers are the ones that I put on the sheet we didn't even mention, like the crowd strike one about the robot cowboys that are supposed to represent <laughs> Yeah, that was like so Viruses, that was so weird. Um, the Wicked trailer I left off only because I feel like if we get into the movie trailers, we, never talk about movie we open trailers. up too much. But that was the very first commercial of the Super Bowl, and it was like a stunning reveal. It was a stunning reveal. I It was most stunning to me that I suddenly thought like, wow, I can't believe it took them this long to make Wicked to yeah. Yeah. To a movie. Uh, Hoka Shoes had a pretty um, forgettable ad. I don't even, you were a big fan of Hoka's. I don't think you probably, it was a bunch I of people actually, running. I actually had some Hoka's for a while and they never felt comfortable to me. And mm. so I just switched to a much cheaper sneaker and now I'm much happier. To- Toyota Tacoma had some commercial that was um, coming up with a bunch of different names for the oh shit handle on the inside of a truck that's going off road. You always call it the oh shit handle. Oh no. Like, you know, the handle I mean, by I, the passenger I can tell, side. I can tell by your pantomime yeah. what you're talking so, about. Um, they they had this commercial where it's driving off road and they're coming up with all these different names for okay. it. It's, again, kind of forgettable. And you had mentioned just really quickly here again a movie, the movie If with John Krasinski in oh, Randall yeah. Park. The, a very funny joke that you you have to sort of know if you know you know. But it's been going around on. I had seen it on Instagram before I saw it on the. Or I saw a, a snippet of it on Instagram. J- there's a great episode of The Office where Jim pranks Dwight. Um, the end. There's a great episode of The Office where Jim pranks, <laughs> pranks Dwight. Are you sure? No, I haven't seen that. The The prank is that Dwight comes in and sitting at Jim's desk is Randall Park, who, of course, is Asian. and um, But he's pretending to be Jim and he knows everything. He seems to know everything that Jim would know. And he just p- keeps telling Dwight that he's Jim. And he says, like, congratulations for not seeing race. And <laughs> at one point, Dwight says angrily, like, Ident- identity theft is not a joke. <laughs> Pam plays along. And then we find out at the end, the reveal is that this is a joke they've cooked up because their friend is like an actor and they thought it'd be a, a good Oh, bit. so we don't even know that Jim has set this thing up the whole time? I mean, we know he has to have because right. we know it's not Jim, but we're watching Dwight go crazier and crazier. Uh-huh. So it's a very fun callback to have Randall Park continue to pretend to be John Krasinski. Um, and so, yeah, in this If commercial, he introduces himself as John Krasinski yeah. from the new movie. I kind of wish they had let the joke breathe a little bit because they put an asterisk under it that says not Randall Park. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. kind of like, okay. Or you mean not John Krasinski or not Randall Park? They say not Randall Park because it is Randall Park. Oh, I, I see. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Do you, though? Uh, well, you don't You don't look like you do see. <laughs> I see that I want to end the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> Randall Park's on the screen. It says John Krasinski. And then underneath in small letters, not oh. asterisk. Yeah, what not a weird Randall way to step Park. on your own yeah, joke. So it steps That's on why the I was joke. confused because yeah. why would you say that? Anyway, I think they did it because they they aren't confident that people will know Randall Park's real name. I see. Now I really do. See okay. <laughs> well, congratulations, Pluto. Three hours. Three hours. Almost I as looked, long as the. I went Super back Bowl. and I looked at last year's show and I saw that we went two and a half hours. Oh and I'd already put together today's show sheet and I said, we're going to be more disciplined and I'm going to zip through these. Old Andrew. We've got to stop putting all these links in. We've got to just cut out links. You think it's the playing of the commercials that's taking us so I think long? it's that we are looking at every link we put in and we can't stop ourselves from at least giving a description of it. <laughs> yeah. And we need to just decide at the beginning, we're not going to even, we're going to cut out. We know these aren't worth talking about. We're cutting them out. Let's not have this conversation right now. All right. <laughs>
Hey, everybody. I just got five. I got a tight five on, on the show planning. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'm going to leave this music playing. You finish up the show. I'll be All back right. tomorrow. Folks, you know how to get at us. Yes, please. Email us after these messages show at Gmail. Call us 607-444-5597. Go to the Facebook group. If don't you even want, worry about YouTube right now. If you now. don't even worry about it, it's, <laughs> it's too much. It's been a long day. <laughs> You've had a long day. You've listened. You just listened to a three-hour podcast. You're tired. If you want to contact us and tell us that this show is too long, we get it. But feel free. Feel free. We could. Use but the also, content. do tell us what you thought of the ads. I yeah. know we didn't cover everything. I know we probably missed some jokes that were. I know we missed a. I know I missed a lot of context. So I would love, like last year, we were able to put together a whole show just based on your guys's feedback and yeah. thoughts and corrections. I would love to do that again. We don't have to force it, but do get at us again. The phone number is the best way to get at us, or you can also record a voice memo and um, email it to us after these messages show at gmail.com. And I'll just give the number one more time: Vive six zero seven triple four five five nine seven. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. I think. Yeah, I'm talking about wine drinkers. Bald head men.